0: Like these right. different peoples, like if someone thinks the game is not good, then as long as they can critique it and break it down, whether you're a QA tester or an IT person or a programmer, you can like look at something. And if you can break it down and critique it and say to someone, well, this isn't working and like that's not fun or this is good, but this blah, blah, blah. blah. If you can break it down, then you can have a voice in Media Molecule and shape the game and blah, blah, blah. And as a result, our games never end up how they start. So when people on Twitter say to us, does Dreams do X? I'm like, Yes. Right. But tomorrow it probably works because <laughs> so, <laughs> <Right. laughs> someone will, will critique that and be like, hmm...
1: Welcome, everybody, to the Spawn of Me podcast. I am your host, Khalif Adams. This is episode 97 of our show. I am hanging out with my friend, my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, that dude from the other side of Bracago, Cicero Bartholomew Holmes. How are you, sir? Uh,
2: that is Cicero Bartholomew Holmes the third. although Bartholomew is not actually my real middle name. But I will take Bartholomew because I just found out that I'm pretty british so i'll take that I'll
1: the take way that. you the way you had that pause i thought you were going to say pregnant um <laughs> you took a real long pause you were like one i'm
2: probably pregnant oh i was like huh what yeah one 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 could look at me and, and maybe <laughs> deduce that that is true but uh i'll never tell we're having a baby no. <laughs> <Right? Yeah. laughs> that Recall would those be first true. baby
1: oh my god it, <laughs> it, it would be a, a miracle ch- of science. <laughs> it, it wouldn't be a human it would be a biscuit <laughs>
2: right? Oh my gosh, it'd be a, a, a McRib in a Cheddar Bay Biscuit.
1: Oh, God, that's just not, <laughs> that just sounds like death and cholesterol all in just one shot. That's yes, just, give it terrible. to me. No. Oh, God. Anywho, anywho, yes. uh, thanks, everybody, for, for joining us this week. Um, you guys did an amazing show without me. Fine. Thanks to yeah. shows without me when I'm doing stuff. That's can't right be on the show. That's right. um, so so, thank you for for holding down the fort and thank letting you. everybody meet Brandon, who's who's super dope. He's, yeah. he's awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah, and you know, I mean, uh, uh, shout out to to Brandon. Um, he he does so much, and and when you watch his streams, he's very animated. He's you know he's super welcoming. But the thing that that you guys may not realize is how humble he is. Like I really, mm. we really had to kind of. Grab him kicking and screaming to promote the things that he's doing he's got a podcast he's got a website that's been up for four years he's doing you know all the stuff on the twitch stream he's doing lots of great things so um Ricargo make sure you guys go out and and support that young brother he is he is really doing great things
1: yeah it was, it was it was really nice to just hear how excited he was actually i mean he was super 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 just like humble about all the things that he's doing right. but I, one of the things is when I watch his streams, he's always having a lot of fun. He's yes. bringing a lot of joy to his stream. Yes. And, and that is what you want on Twitch. And that's what you want your community kind of to be built around. So shout out to you, Brandon. Shout out to all the folks at Twitch Chicago. And uh, thank you for, for letting us rock with you that one fateful day, letting Cicero hang out in there and beat people up, uh, right. as he usually does. That's what I do. That's <laughs> oh, that's, that's what he does. Um, so we had, a, we had a pretty good week uh with the show um i had some stuff that i'll be talking about later on uh post interview with our wonderful guests uh about my time down at epic games uh we'll be talking a little bit about um some other cool things that are happening uh back at ogsc that i did this past weekend as well i had to talk with a brother video dante and some folks down there i was hanging out with nina freeman and um Uh, some other awesome folks uh, talking about games and how they kind of affect the world. Uh, And that was a lot of fun. So thank you to everyone over at OGSC uh, 2016 for letting me rock on stage. Solon. I got to hang out with Solon Q and and Austin J. Howell, which is really, really fun. So if you don't know who they are, you need to check out their stuff on Twitter and in the blogosphere. So you'll be able to hang out with them as well. So thanks again for that. Yeah. Can't Um, wait to see that shit. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot of dope stuff. Um. So that and the fact that we want to thank the folks from Comic Bento again uh, for sponsoring us this week. Uh, we love what you guys are doing in the space and we really are enjoying our comic books that we got because now I can learn how to read. This is awesome. I'm 37. Yep. Now I know how to read. This is great. Pictures and words together. It is awesome.
2: I think I can. I think I can. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, w- I want that to, yeah. If we can get sponsored by Literacy, that would be awesome. <laughs> 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 can we get sponsored by Literacy? Oh, um, yeah. So, uh, El Reef oh, Reef is not. Oh, we-
2: remember what uh, you're forgetting. What's up? Um, all of you guys uh, that uh, haven't already subscribed to Comic Bento can save $5 by using the promo code SPAWN. That's promo code S-P-A-W-N.
1: Oh, my God. You sound like you should be on the side of a road with snake oil. Yes. But I, but I appreciate you. Hey, I no love problem. you. No problem. I love you for it. Uh,
2: I've, got a, I've got a blazer with uh, question marks all over it. <laughs> it's <a big>
1: one. <laughs> You're Burgess Meredith. Anyway, yes, yes. Um, we have this week. I am super excited about this show this week. And there are many are reasons why. Are you? Oh, you have no idea how damn excited I am. I, I, I kind of do. Yeah, you do. I I, I, I cried twice, Um, (laughs) but I'm super excited because we have two of the amazing folks who brought to you games like little big planet tear away and the upcoming amazing game that's going to be coming out hopefully super, super soon. So I can play it and put it on my TV and then bring people over to my house and then we can hang out and play it and then we'll cry and then we'll laugh and then we'll cry again. Dreams. We have Alex Evans and we have David Smith from Media Molecule. How are you gents doing today?
3: Hey, very good. Very good. Glad to be
0: here. Thank you so much for having us on the show. And uh, yeah, we've been crying a lot as well. Like, <laughs> but for oh, different okay. reasons.
3: It's kind of personal. We'd rather not go into it. Yeah. It's,
2: it's quite a rate. It's quite a rate. Yeah. Um,
1: this is the safe space. So if you need to hug, you can hug. No, it's, we, it's we are good. We, we... You.
2: It's, it's, it's all right to cry. Yeah, it's good. It's, <laughs> it's, it's good. This is a safe space. Get it out. You know, just yeah.
1: (laughs) So, this is the first time we've ever had two both technical directors on our show and also co founders of a studio on the show. And I don't know what to do about that because I'm kind of in awe of all the dope stuff that you two have been doing over the past couple of years. And it's been a lot of fun to kind of see Media Molecule grow into this juggernaut of amazing, dope games um congrats on 10 years as well that you just finished that milestone uh not too recently yeah i mean not yeah, thank ago. you
0: so much i mean we we i don't know if we're a juggernaut we're like like a bunch of friends that kind of growing up together like we look old now we were having our 10th birthday and they projected this image of like we took when we started out
3: <laughs> no but, but I'd, I'd say we're still clueless you know? yeah i think clueless, 10 yeah. years has not matured us we're still winging it really? i think like everyone else exactly
0: so. but that's I nice mean, the games industry is so different now, right? You guys know this. Like ten years ago, I was thinking back to when we pitched Little Big Planet because we we were like PC gamer people. We came from uh, Lionhead right. Studios, and before that, I was at Bullfrog, mm-hmm. and we kind of merged with a stream. Like Siobhan is the other one of the other founders. There's, there's five of us who started out. Kareem and um, uh, Mark as well, but anyway, Siobhan is like com- was the console lady. Like she came from like Burnout, if you know that that franchise, and she was like yep. uh, shipping yeah, games on the PlayStation. We're like, oh, we, we should probably get some of that because like <laughs> we have no idea what a console game <laughs> is, yeah. and, um, <clears throat> except to play. But like you know. Uh, so anyway, I was thinking about pitching Little Big Planet to uh, Sony, which is we did ten years ago now, and we were like, ironically talking about MySpace and the iPhone didn't exist, and I was just thinking <laughs> like. Wow, it was such a different universe ten years ago. So it's kinda of cool that we're still yeah. here, but thank you for having us on here and podcasts are a thing now and like you guys are amazing and yeah, it's 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 lovely to be here and reach an audience in a way that like ten years ago we still read magazine like print magazines and
2: like had Right, right. That was a big that was a big deal to get the cover of a magazine. Right, right. Um I remember I remember the game informer with Sackboy on the right. cover and that was a big that big was, a really, was a huge, really, really was, deal. It was a huge mm-hmm. for us.
0: And like you know, we've, yeah. we've got friendships with those guys that, that carry forward to this day. But, like, kids on the stream, you, when, back when it was black and white and there was no color in the world and we just, like, you know, right, <laughs> right. you know, everything, we used radios and we didn't have phones and that stuff. Um, it was right. it was difficult to get your game out there and, and, and it was totally different. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, I, I love the fact that the, we're now in a world of indies and, like, we, were, we have this pride thing. So Dave and I met. Really, through doing helping Mark do Ragdoll Kung Fu. I mean, we'd met before, but like the you know, we, the foundation of Media Molecule actually was making the Steam game called Ragdoll Kung Fu. Right, right. Ragdoll
2: Kung Fu, right. man. Right. I, I wanted to ask about that, so yeah, talk about it. Oh, I
0: mean, that was like a stupid project that he was just making a movie in his backyard. <laughs>
3: It was the, the ever, yeah, it was the dumbest game ever. Yeah, like, it was <laughs> the dumbest game ever. Yes, like, it was amazing. It,
0: <laughs> yeah. it was, it was stupid. I mean, and it, and and Mark's not even a coder, but he, well, he he's a retro coder, but like he he you knew he put this thing together, and um, we were like, oh, uh, we knew some people at Valve, and they were like, hey, no one outside Valve has ever done a game on Steam. Would you guys like to be our guinea pigs? You know, your game is like right. already done, and it's like really tiny budget, and there's nothing to lose, and like give it a go. And so we tried it had a great time, put it out on Steam. And every time I watch Indie Game the movie and it's like the first game on Steam was something else. It's that music game. It's really right. cool, really cool <laughs> game. <laughs> and I'm like, god damn fact checkers. It's like, it was right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the thing that was amazing about Ragdoll, for what, you know, the game is charming and everything and kooky and, Mm. was it? It, it, <clears throat> it proved to us that we could do a game together and like one of the massive things about making games is finishing it's like really hard to finish a game anyone who's ever made anything like shipping a podcast every week what you said you're on 97 now that's pretty impressive yeah, 97. Yes. right so like yes. you're still cranking them out and so many people like have an idea and then they never get it out there and mm. like ragdoll was our mm. was our like hey we can do this on our own we can get a game and it, whatever you think of the game in the end like we were able to kind of present this baby to the world and get it out there and we're like "Hmm, maybe we should do this for real and that's that's still what we're doing 10 years later like Mm -hmm. you know maybe we should just
3: and and i think it's we have to acknowledge it's kind of pure luck that you find those groupings like it Mm. wasn't as though we saw in each other the skills that we lacked and thus very intellectually formed a group there's no plan here yeah we're just trying something (laughs) and it happened to work yeah exactly and and now we're here yeah exactly
2: (laughs) and we're still friends (laughs) yeah so I you
1: mean, started from the bottom. Now you're here. Yeah, you're, Dra- you're, here. you're a Drake you're song.
2: A, you're, you guys, you guys are are uh, the the living embodiment of Drake of Drake music. Uh, <laughs> oh. Congratulations. Mm. I am not sure about that. Okay, that's cool. Right. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you, you know, it's interesting that you know we talk about ten years and 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 how you guys started as primarily PC gamers and and PC coders. Um, I want to know if there is a difference between building games for the console or programming games for the consoles today
0: versus a- than
2: there was versus coding games for PCs 10 years ago. Oh, my you God. Know, obviously, yes. the tool sets, right. The, the tools are have gotten better. Mm-hmm. But is there a, a kind of a direct analog? Because, you know, the games were... On con- console games back then were were very very different in terms of the the languages that were being used right, strictly right, for yeah. the consoles. Yeah, right. Where now I think I think games are more universal in terms of how you can build right,
0: them. Right, right. I mean, I think the thing that's changed more than anything uh-huh. else is stuff like Unity and Unreal and all those things, which mm-hmm. are like in the hands of designers. Right. So now you have these like new right. breed of people who can reach an audience who, like kind of don't need to be so programming centric you can like put something together in unity and like that's completely changed everything but actually the pc world and i haven't made a pc game in a decade so i don't really know what i'm talking about (laughs) is still a nightmare it's still a nightmare like you look at so when we started media molecule i was like never again i am never making another effing pc game Specifically not because I don't love PC, but because I hate all the graphics card driver yeah. performance. Right. Like I had this big cardboard box right on my desk ten years ago and it was like full of every graphics card that I could get my hands on. Old ones, new ones, good ones, bad ones. And I had like all these open PC rigs and I would just put the graphics card in and like, test the game, and it would crash. it's guaranteed that it would crash, and you know, there it's, it's the mouse combined with the sound card combined with it right and in ten years, as far as I can tell, none of that has changed. it is exactly as bad today <laughs> as it ever was. I, you know I follow like p c games like as I mentioned the witness, like you know Jonathan blow is like like unbelievably great game like labor of love fantastic ability to release it like did did a great job and still he had compatibility issues like still there were like right like and that's not his fault that's not this is a story against PCs as a thing so I was like I do not want to play that game anymore so consoles for me were like this like (laughs) like, (laughs) like it's Everyone has the same PS3 and now PS4 right. or Xbox or whatever it is. Like you know, it's the same box on every every desk and every home. And yes. God, that's a ugh, so nice. Like yeah, you know, and, I, but I think also with with
3: consoles, everyone is interacting with a given console in the same way. Yeah. So you've got like the the mm, controller right. for it. Yeah. Um, or you know, they're going to be sat on their couch with the TV up there. With PCs, is it a laptop? Is it a tablet? Do they use a trackball? Right. Do they not use the mouse? if they plugged in a controller and, and that's just kind of messy I, I love as, as, as a kind of game designer that I get to think about the full experience yeah, yeah. And, and really make it all gel right. together yeah. how you make an experience gel together when you don't even know how they're going to connect with your game
0: yeah, that's I don't know. I mean, you know, you've got people who play PS4 at night in the, the covers, and you've got people who play it, like, naked, hanging from a... <laughs> it. I don't know these people. I don't know these people either. I see them on the Twitch stream. <laughs> Whoa. You can see
1: me raising my hand across the stream <laughs> and, like, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there
0: we go. Yes. Yeah. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm, one. I'm I, one. You know what, and in terms of the technical side, I guess it's not, not too interesting, but I think it hasn't evolved that much beyond the existence of, like, Unity and stuff. Like Like, we are a terrible... Sure real reinventors like you know we we a media molecule doesn't use a lot of middleware and that's part of where we get our kind of why our games take bloody ages but at the same time why they have a kind of flavor to them like i i love games where you and you get that in unity games i'm not saying you can't get that with like unity and Unreal and stuff but our route to that the way that we choose to make our games have a flavor is from the personalities the people the design choices we make but also the fact that we're just happy to just bash out our own like bit by bit like build it from like individual atoms right. of code as opposed to be like oh it's going to be the same like uh physics engine as the other guys it's going to be the same graphics engine no, no 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 none of that it's like let's let's do a artisanal cheese port you know portland style handcrafted <laughs> uh, and i like i don't mind that it means it comes across so we call it the thumbprint like everyone at media molecule you see their thumbprint in the game you see like right. like like that guy, the guy in LBP1, Sean, who was into, like, devil worship and, like, um, you know, satanic rituals. <laughs> if, if you look at the match box in LBP1, it says Crawley matches. And Crawley, Alistair Crawley yeah. was like a notorious Satanist, wasn't he? So he has this that's his thumbprint. he was an amazing artist but yeah he he (laughs) He managed to get Satanism into an E for everyone into the game well well,
1: you kind of touched on it you kind of put your fingerprint on the next question I wanted to ask you and that was you know the thing that I've noticed when coming into contact with anyone from, from Media Molecule is that everyone has this kind of energy and this love about everything that they're doing not just about the properties that you're working on but just gaming in general and I wanted to know how how do you kind of help to to curate in, uh, that kind of culture at Media Molecu- Molecule because it's something that you see in a lot of uh, uh, places that haven't had the longevity that you've had where they don't have that kind of kind of vigor about about what they're doing.
0: Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. That's a nice thing to hear. But I, yeah. I don't know if it's. I like to believe it's true. That's good. Yeah. Um. I don't know, Dave. Yeah. Well, so so
3: I think because like the games we make tend to have these other themes in them of creativity and sharing and. It's not just about competition, so I think right. the fact mm. that we, in the same way that our communities of, of gamers tend to be kind of quite friendly and a bit different, perhaps than the kind of hardcore gamers playing just deathmatch, um, I think that we have the similar thing with our, with our company that when we're working on making kind of creative tools, it sort of changes how we interact. You know, it's kind of subliminal. We're thinking about mm. thinking about the creative process and and sharing and empowering people and it kind of yeah, it, it
0: warps us in a in a good way. I hope. Uh, no, we just fight all the time. Like we just. <laughs> oh, yeah, f- fighting is, is yeah. an important part but, of it. There was a time when Kareem. He's fighting with love. Kareem is the art director, and like he is like the most positive, <laughs> lovely guy in the world. Except if you say to, "We should get him in here and he should do the podcast because he's hilarious," you get Kareem on a roll. I love Kareem. Kareem he, is
1: Kareem is awesome. Yeah,
0: and and he always. We used to joke beginning of Media molecule. You'd ask him anything, like tell me about your favorite game or the color of. You know the sky or something. He'd be like, there are three things you need to know about anything, like, any subject. So there's <laughs> there's three things. But then a few years pass, and then he's like, he's refined it, right? So now he's like, tell me about whiskey cream. He's like, there are two things you need to know, anything. But now in the modern era, like we have changed. You know, maybe we do have a lovely energy about us. But now cream is like, there's only one thing you need to know about, <laughs> about whiskey. Um, and I and so this positive guy, and I remember saying to him. I learned something, so I think we have evolved and like learned and people. Because I said to Kareem, he showed us an animatic for like the opening of Little Big Planet, or something. I think that's what it was. And I said to him, "It's shit," and what I meant, <laughs> what, and he left. He left the building. And this is like the happiest guy <laughs> ever. And I felt so awful because I was like, what have I done to him? And we're in a small office of like 10 people at this time. And like we we're really close friends. And we've been through a lot of stuff. And we didn't have a lot of money and all those stuff. And pressure, pressure. And like I'm mm-hmm. like, it's shit. And I, what I meant was, I really love it. It's 95% good. And I'm really frustrated that it's not 100% good. So what I mean by shit is... So that in me, I know, but if if it was actually shit, I learned my lesson because if it was actually shit, I would have said nothing. I would have been like, meh, pff, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you see something that's bad, you play a game that's like, has no effect on you, and you're just like, uh, I can't even be asked to comment because it's like, it hasn't touched me. And Kareem's work was really good, but I had this higher bar that I held him to that, like, Kareem, I know you can hit 100 or 11, mm. whatever it is, and you've hit like, like 95 or 9 or whatever. And I was like, it's shit. And, and so I learned this thing that we call feedback sandwich, right? Do you know guys know what a
2: feedback sandwich is? <laughs> no, so, explain, explain so it for the folks. S- yeah, explain it for people. I think I've heard it uh, being in middle management. <laughs> right. So go for it. Yeah, so feedback sandwich, this is, this
0: is the secret to Media Molecule. What you do is you say, it's good, but it's fucking shit. But it's good. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So now, yeah. That's why we still have passion because I'm able to go to a meeting and I'm like, let me see your work. And it's like, yeah, it's good. But I fucking hate it, but it's good. And then they stay happy, and Media Molecule continues, and we're all okay. Yeah? Is that well, right? I mean, yeah? I mean,
1: when we first met at E3, that was our first interaction. I was like, Alex Evans, I, I love your work. I'm really uh, enamored with everything you do. And you were like, that was a shit compliment. Yeah, yeah but exactly. But it was good. It was good. <laughs> it was good. But it was shit. I was waiting for you to
0: give me the sandwich. So the next thing you say is, like, why was LBP so goddamn slow to low levels? load levels? Or, right. <laughs> or, you know, some. The, the middle of the sandwich there. But anyway, so I think we're really happy and, you know, we fight. It's good.
2: Yeah. So so basically, a uh, a uh, medium molecule sandwich is like sourdough bread. Yeah. And I know I know Brits really don't eat this, but I'm going to use it anyway. Vegemite. Vegemite. Yeah. The Aussie. Then, well, we have
0: Aussie's here, so we, yeah, that's good.
2: Oh, oh, okay. And then and then more sourdough bread. Yeah. So you got like delicious bread. Yeah. This awful paste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then more bread. Yeah. And get um, it. And, and you know, veg- what? Vegemite is awful, by
0: the way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I like it, but yes. you know, Marmite is the British, <laughs> <laughs> Marmite is the British equivalent. I love Marmite, but
2: yes, Marmite, but yes. getting,
0: getting serious for a second. Like I love, sorry, I'm gonna get serious now, but like, uh, yeah. uh, Siobhan, Siobhan, was really important when, when we, when we founded the company and she's like, Oh, you have to be able to critique each other constructively and, Ale- and she's like alex it's not good enough you can't just say something is shit or good or bad or that's like useless either way like positive or negative she's like and when she talks to you she's really good at breaking down a game her favorite interview question if anyone's into like getting into the industry her favorite interview question is always like what's your favorite game and then people say like they don't think and they just like blurt out oh i love like shadow of the colossus or whatever and then she's like great mm-hmm. critique it break it down take it to pieces, tell me about it, what makes it tick, what makes it good, why do you love it, and stuff. And so she was like this really instrumental person in explaining to me that you you have to like be able to break down people's work. And we try and keep that because it means that people aren't afraid to do that to me and then I do it to them. So Media molecules is just like, you know, everyone talks about Valve having a flat structure. And Media molecules is a similar way because anyone can do anything in the game. So we don't necessarily have like artists and designers and Like, these different peoples, like, if someone thinks the game is not good, then as long as they can critique it and break it down, whether you're a QA tester or an IT person or a programmer, you can, like, look at something. And if you can break it down and critique it and say to someone, well, this isn't working and, like, that's not fun or this is good but this is blah, blah, blah. If you can break it down, then you can have a voice in Media Molecule and shape the game and blah, blah, blah. And as a result, our games never end up how they start. So when people on Twitter say to us, does Dreams do X, I'm like, yes. Right. But tomorrow it probably works <laughs> someone, <laughs> <Right. laughs> someone will will critique that and be like, "hmm, I wish we didn't have yeah. uh controls in our game. maybe we should just delete all of that <laughs> right. I don't
1: know. I don't know. well i mean well we' well, well. let's look at let's let's get into dreams let's talk let's, mm-hmm. let's start start that part of the conversation a little bit and you know when I first got a chance to to see the the beginning kind of conversation happen with that. Uh, with, with Dreams, I was like, this is going to probably be the most ambitious game that you guys have done so far. Mm. And and just wondering about what are some of the kind of challenges that you've both found so far in, in, in getting this to to be what it is so far.
3: Yeah, well, I think the the biggest challenge, which I'd say is the same biggest challenge on any game that I've worked on, is figuring out how to limit it. Because there's a natural tendency mm. that, especially we have this really open kind of structure. Everyone has cool ideas. And all the ideas are great, and we really want to take all these ideas and make them jam together. But then we realize we we're only so many people, and we want to get a get something out. So the the the, the difficult bit is always: we love idea X, but we can't do it because <laughs> yeah. there's not enough time. Yeah,
0: you know. I mean, dreams for me has been a different beast from anything I've worked on before because of its ambition. Like, it is insane. Like, this is like, mm. yeah. The, the, yeah. There was this thing that affected me really deeply. Once I'm uh, getting all serious again. Sorry, but like, there's this guy who is a bit of an asshole. Apparently, I've never met him. He's called like David something Johansson or something, and he made a language called Ruby, or he worked on Ruby on Rails, which is like a technical thing. Right, Ruby on Rails. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I've never met the guy. He's probably lovely, but he has his reputation as being the straight talker. And he said something amazing that I will always forget. Never forget. Always forget. I will never forget it. <laughs> you know, this in, this interview—I've forgotten it already. What was I saying? This interviewer was uh, interviewing him, and they were like, uh, "So why haven't you sold your company? Why haven't you like sold out and like gone off and done? Have you got not like new ideas you can go and do?" And he's like, "No, no, no. The cool thing is that I can take the best possible idea I have in my mind of what I want to do with my life, and I can make that be what I do. Like if I have a better idea." then that's mm. what I'll just do in my company. And so the thing for me about Media Molecule, sure. that I love about Media Molecule and Dreams is I'm like, okay, this is our moonshot. Like we all sat around after LBP and we're talking to the team and each other and we're like, what is it? What is the most Media Molecule, most ambitious thing that we can do? And on this journey we've been on, which is like four and a half years long now for me personally, and like it's it's a long time. It's been insanely hard slog but the goal has always been amazing like i love talking about dreams because it the ambition Dreams is like the game that I want to make. It's like my magnum opus, blah, blah, blah. As a result, mm. I have lost various limbs and my heart is broken and I, <laughs> I'm i like dying inside and all of those other things. Right. Because the jerk, ge- my fell hair out. fell out. I used to have like this beautiful, right. <laughs> <laughs> this beautiful mane. Yeah, if you, if Fabio-esque you, yeah, if you remember me from yes. Little Big Planet era, it was like you couldn't see my right, face for right, all right. the hair. And like now. <laughs> I am bald and miserable and old and fat. <laughs> and <laughs> dreams did that to me. But it's going to be worth it because it is the most insane game that we've ever made. And Dave says he's cutting. It. I don't want to cut it. Dave's like, that's my problem, like right now. Dave is having to tell me that Alex, it's time to like, you know, chop down some of these like B grade. <laughs> like he's giving me the feedback sandwich. Mm-hmm. It's good, Alex, but we should cut it all. But it's good.
3: Dave how does
1: that make you feel
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's
3: it's, it's fair it's it's difficult no no one likes to cut but you know the surgeon has to go in with a knife to, to cure the I don't know. I'm I'm gonna. This analogy is going in a bad direction. It's going out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Let's let's move on. So yeah, I don't know what your question
2: was. (laughs) Right. Sometimes too much sugar is a bad thing. Um, So so let's let's kind of uh, take a ten thousand foot view of of everything. Um, You know, since you guys released media uh, media molecule, uh, since you guys released Little Big Planet in two thousand eight. Let's kind of look at the games that have been released since. Mm-hmm. So you have, uh, you have Minecraft, mm-hmm. you have Project Spark, um, and then most recently Super Mario Maker. Mm-hmm. What what have you learned from these other UGC games, uh, user generated mm-hmm. content? For those who don't know what that acronym means, what have you learned from those games, both good and bad, in in trying to help inform you guys to build dreams?
3: So for me, the most heartening thing is realizing when we say UGC, it's not really like a single genre. Like, I I find it really weird to think there's a genre that includes Minecraft and Project Spark and LBP. And these are (laughs) such different games. So, like, seeing that there's this huge breadth of kind of unexplored possible games where they're melding, playing, and creating in different weird ways. So it's like the gold rush is still on. There's all these unexplored experiences that people really want to have that no one's made yet so you know dreams is hopefully going to be a really exciting big one of those experiences that no one's made yet
0: yeah yeah i mean that's great i don't know yeah ugc is definitely a broad church Mm -hmm. i mean that's like we're doing the kind of most extreme version of it like when i was explaining to my girlfriend that yes we are attempting maya all of like you know, a 3D creation suite, like with Maya, Max, or whatever, all of music creation, so like all of logic or whatever it is you do with music, all of um, animation, all of uh, 2D filmmaking, all of voiceover acting, all of like game making, and, and Dreams' ambition at that point, you start going... Yeah, that's kind of insane, and I think that, the, <laughs> right. that um, like you're just saying dreams is everything you've ever seen. Yeah, it is everything. So when we and we try and explain <laughs> right. it to people, like we showed the E3 trailer when we we met you guys, uh, and um, and it was just a vin- it was just a series of like things we'd made with dreams at that point. Like we weren't focusing on gameplay, right. so we'd made these kind of story, these movies that we we just cut together it was like to show the breadth. And everyone was like, still don't get it. What the actual f is that? Like. I have no idea. So then we're like, okay, fine. We'll show you some uh, gameplay. So then we did Paris, and we showed like uh, some like platforming and some kind of character possession. That, and, and dreams we've done very naked. I think it's the modern way. Like, I don't mean naked literally. I mean like we've we are showing <laughs> we're sharing the development with you guys and with the our audience very directly. Like at Paris Games Week, we we decided we we told Sony we would demonstrate characters, this idea of bipeds that you could jump into. Uh, and mm. and that was our plan, but Dave had planned it for ages. But like you, it had been coded for how long before Paris? Like in, in a showable state. In a showable state. A, a, like about a, a week before. About a week. Yeah. So so we were just like we're just showing elements, and and as I say, Dreams has many elements we haven't shown, but we're like picking some, pulling them up to a quality where we can show them publicly, and then like moving forward, and moving forward. So Dreams is like, and then people saw the Paris Games Week on stage demo, and they're like, still don't get it. It's like some sort of weird platform game where you walk around. Then we did a Twitch stream from Quantic Dream where we actually went back and showed the create mode where we're like demonstrating how we built some of the stuff in the in that we'd just shown on stage. And suddenly right. loads of people clicked. Loads of people were like, Oh, I get it. It's like a UGC game. I understand it in terms of and different people understood it in terms of different games to bring it back to your question. So some people understood it in terms of Minecraft, some people understood it in terms mm-hmm. of LBP, right. some people t- understood it in terms of like um journey even like the, some people came from the game angle they were like okay i see this as like right. a not quite a walking simulator but like a kind of uh, a more relaxed kind of like exploration game and so all these people came from different angles but it took showing all the different elements of dreams and like different people needed and then when we were doing psx in december and we were showing the game the same thing happened again like we would talk about i talked to someone and it didn't matter who it was; it would have you'd have to see all the elements of dreams before it would like the penny would drop. So for a lot of people in dreams, they they see some, they see an E3 trailer, or they see a Paris Games thing, or they see a Twitch stream, and they're still kind of going, "Oh my God, this is." I and I think some people see it and they go, "I think that what they're saying is this is every game ever plus all creation." <laughs> But they're not saying that. That's insane. No one would say that. So they mu- I must be missing something. Right. I must be like, there must be something that is, is, and like, and they're like, is there a campaign? And we're like, yes. Is there a create mode? Right. Yes. <laughs> Can I do shooters with it? Yes. Can I do platforming? Yes. Can I do, like, sculpting? Yes. Can I do movies? Yes. And they're going, I still don't right. get it. I-, right. Right. Uh-huh. I was like, I don't either. I'm just doing, like, I don't know what's going on. So um, I don't know. So we learn from all those other titles by just um, absorbing them. Like, like I love like stupid stuff in Mario Maker. I still don't know how we can get this into Dreams. We've got to steal it. It's the like you place a block down and then you put another thing on. So you put wings on and it like combines and then you. So like, yeah, I, right. I love the idea that instead of having a massive inventory with a million different things in, you have like it's like alchemy, like crafting in Minecraft. Right. You have a smaller number of elements <laughs> and you mm. you combine them and out pops a. Actually, we had that in the room. We should talk about the room. Mm. Oh, that's not the room. That's oh, yeah. not the room that you know on iPad. This is like a little-known game that yeah. that we worked on that never got shipped. Um, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so,
3: yeah, so 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 this was during Ragdoll. Yeah, this is so, like a live so, so project. So we were finally Ragdoll in the evenings,
0: right? And we're doing the uh, room outside, is the day you outside of
3: Liner, right. During the day, and
0: there is if you dive into the GDC vault, there is a bad video of this somewhere around two thousand and five, two thousand and six. <laughs> mm. But the room actually laid the foundation for LBP and then Dreams, and actually has Minecraft elements. But this is obviously um, pre-Minecraft, and we didn't see the genius that like Notch saw. So like, you know, I'm not trying to claim any throne there. But it had this right. claim it had this claim <laughs> mechanic, a claim mechanic where you in three D. You had a cube, and you click on the sides of the cube, and it would extrude and extend, and you could use that to make shapes, right? So there was like a kind of um, crafting mechanic. And we had, like, um, it was in 3D, and the the twist was, if you did a certain pattern, so if you did like a 3x3x2 block, for example, it would Mm -hmm. detect that, and it would, like, vibrate, and then it would, like, turn into a... Really beautifully rendered seventies TV, like would affect TV with a, a wonky aerial. Oh, what? And if you nice. did like a like a base and then a, st- a stick, like just crudely out of Minecraft style blocks, and then a, a thing on top, it would turn into like a standing lamp. You know, stupid stuff like that. And the, and, the, <laughs> what? and the ultimate was like you did a character. So you did like stick. You did like a low resolution, like three by whatever guy with a head and a body and a leg and a you know, stupid shape and it would vibrate and turn into this wooden character that you could then like and and actually it looked kind of like dreams uh but 2006 editions so a little bit rougher uh and yeah, combine yeah. these mechanics games and we had no idea what this was it was just an r&d project and then it ended up being shown at gdc and its killer feature was portals so i had this idea of portals so you could like make portals between uh, rooms, so you could like take a, a mirror. There were mirrors. You could take a mirror, and you looked in the mirror, and you're like, "Ooh, that's kind of freaky." And it was a really well done. Po- and funnily enough, we demoed at GDC, as I say, and in the audience was this student team called No Drop. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. yeah and well, they were that's like, "That's the game they made." Yeah. That's the game they made. They have made this student game called No Drop, and they were like, "Hey, we're working on a game about portals too. Do you want to check it out?" So we, <laughs> so we, ja- we sat together at GDC, and we're like playing each other's game, and theirs was really cool, and I and was like like techie but not game but we were like exploring and then of course their thing became Portal uh, yeah, right. and, um, Va- and Valve were like <laughs> saw the room as well and they were like obviously it's home by line here but they're like hey if you want to come to Valve um, and do something with us that would be cool I'm really glad we didn't because maybe we would have stolen money from Portal and like the fact that we <laughs> right, you know, right, right, we right, might right. have deprived <laughs> the world of Portal if we texted it. it's, it's yeah. worth putting out Alex retells
3: this story and every time it's a bit different yeah. so in, see, in a few years time mm-hmm. he'll tell it as there were these student team. They had nothing. Yeah. They saw what we were making. Right. Yeah. And they, they saw thought, our game. Oh, <laughs> mortals. They, they stole stole everything. everything. Yeah. They didn't have a game they'd already made yeah. that was really
0: fun, and we didn't have a game. No, I'm going to turn out they were really
3: like unpleasant people. They were horrible. They, they, they murdered right. babies. Thank right. God we were there to save <laughs> yeah. them for themselves, save the babies. Um, yes.
0: But the but, yes. but where dreams come from, personally, like you know, I don't know. Some people are like have something in them, like their album or their novel or their. Podcast that they're gonna do, and it's there like, you know, saying dreams is my magnum opus, and I feel like it it dates right. back to the room. Like I see all these elements of the room that you guys have haven't seen, but you can maybe find on online as video. And it's like I'm still cranking on that stuff from like more than a decade ago, and I haven't haven't got it out yeah. yet. And like dreams is gonna be that thing where it's like, hopefully it clicks, and and all of you will be like, oh, it has elements from modern games, it has elements from old games, it has elements from like pre-LBP like stupid like. Populous and like all sorts of really retro stuff. Like um, who knows? Uh, I don't know what I'm saying anymore.
2: Like <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying this. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening to you guys uh, talk about dreams and talk about uh, just just how how uh, broad and and just you know. Genre bending, um, the game the game's going to be, mm. and it makes me it makes me smile immensely. Cool. Um, but it but it also reminds me of someone, okay. and um, it reminds me of the great Peter Molyneux uh-huh. talking about talking about Fable. And I know that you guys came from Lionhead, and you know, and 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 Peter is he's much maligned mm. for for coming out and saying lots of things and and um you know a lot of those things not necessarily coming to fruition with with regards to his game but if if people are are you know long time listeners to to our show um know that i i've said very positive things about peter because he he wonders yeah. and he and he keeps yeah. this sense of of wonder and, it's, it's, and it's, fascination. Yeah, it's childlike, isn't um, it? In a good about, way. It's childlike. Yeah, ex- ex- exactly. In the best ways possible, because we're talking about games. We're talking about things that are fun. And what kind of what I want to know from you guys is, you know, you worked under Peter mm. and and I see a lot of that in you guys. Was that something that he kind of nurtured and fostered in you? Or is that something that just happened grew you know naturally yeah. within yourself
0: I, I love Peter. I owe him a lot like in my first job i i got my internship at bullfrog when i was 15 you know blah, blah blah and he didn't know who i was actually glenn i owe a lot to a lot of people at bullfrog glenn corpus i have to give a massive shout out to him uh he's he's like the guy who did the original artwork and graphics for Populous. You know, another founder like hidden member mm. of bullfrog it doesn't get talked about peter as well i owe a lot but right. i was gonna <laughs> say the founders of the molecule actually have varying degrees of of peter exposure for good and for bad. So, like for example, Civilian comes from a parallel stream from Criterion. Like Mark has yeah. got the most. Like Mark was the like art director, I guess, on Dungeon Keeper One. So like you know, the, like really early Peter game. Right. I was like the intern at that time. So that's like I'm like next right. in the in the tier. And then Dave was like I was Fable a era. Fable, yeah. yeah so massive crossover. Yeah. Okay. So we have like these like gradations of, of Peterness, and we all owe we <laughs> all owe different amounts to him. Or well, not amounts, but different. Peter is, is like a. There are eras of Peter. There's Bullfrog Peter. There's early Lionhead Peter. There's, there's late right. Lionhead Peter. <laughs> right, there's right. like 22 <laughs> Cans Peter. And I love the man himself. Like Peter, I love. You know, you're a great guy, and, and thank you for all of everything you did for us, and etc. But I think the funny thing is that each of us, you can take or leave different elements of in- influences from Peter and Glenn and all these other people that influence right. us. I uh, was my point. Um I'll tell you a story about Peter. The first person <laughs> the first person to, to start to play Little Big Planet outside of Media Molecule and, and Sony was Peter. So we invite him over to the office to play it. And his reaction right. was, it's too ambitious. And we're like, Yes <laughs> <laughs> Peter Molyneux yeah. says it's too ambitious. This is a result. <laughs> like yes. This is right. it's like
2: oh my Oh my yeah. God. That's like that's like making candy and giving it to Willy Wonka and him telling you it's too ambitious. Yeah, weak. exactly. <laughs> yeah <sweet>. exactly. So <laughs> we're like, Oh, we're onto something here. Like, you know. Yeah, right. like, oh my goodness. <laughs> that's kinda <of laughs> But yeah, so he's he's very cool. So, I think
0: we, we we also have our own kind of I don't know flavor. There's something I wanted to say that was super amazing and phenomenal and would blow everyone's minds, and I've forgotten what it was. It's gone. It'll
1: It'll come come back to to you.
2: Yeah, three in the morning. Then just you know contact us and we'll start recording again. Paste it in. Right, right, right.
1: (laughs) I think I think the beauty and, and it's kind of I'm happy that that C kind of jumped in on that on that on that thread was the thing I've loved about what you've done over the years and especially with dreams because I think. I'm a kind of I'm kind of the person who will look at a game and have a a, a quick kind of overview of like, all right, that's something that I may want to mess around with or something that I'm I'm kind of interested in, but I don't know enough about it. But when I first I was in the crowd at E3 when Dreams got uh, announced and I was like, that's going to be nuts. And I want to play that. I don't care what it is. (laughs) I don't care what it's going to be. I want to play that because I know that it comes from this place of this wonder. But also, I know that the beauty of what you do at Media Molecule with every game that you've done um, has been... This mashup of super whimsical, really beautifully done artistically, but has the skeleton of really cool, semi-difficult kind of character creation with some of the things that you've done. There's like this really dope skeleton, this mash Mm -hmm. of that. Um, Has it been really hard to kind of balance that out where you have this kind of really light side and they're not going to say that the character creation and the the, the kind of building parts of the dark side but but how's it been to kind of appeal to to both audiences when you when you have multiple things that you're trying to kind of convey through the games that you've made especially with dreams
3: yeah it's difficult i think we've been really trying to find the overlap between these different people so especially when it comes to creativity kareem our, our art director often talks about the pencil what he wants is the pencil because the pencil can be used by mm. a, a child to just scribble and they'll love it and can be right. used by Michelangelo to do some beautiful drawing. So I think we try and keep that idea of the pencil in mind, uh, which is very difficult because there's some very abstract concepts that you're manipulating in dreams. But as much as possible, we want to not have like the beginner mode and the expert mode. We, right. As much as possible, we try to target this middle ground
0: where it's just fun. And, and then you and, get better. You practice, and then yeah. go, like. And then mm. it, I think you're referring as well to like some audiences just. I want to play this. So the the breadth yeah. of dreams as well. The fun thing is that I think our campaign mode or whatever we're going to call it. Sometimes we call it a curated journey, and sometimes we call it it's just a game. Like depends on who our audience is because it, <laughs> it is just a game on some level. But then you feel like you're missing the the point at that point. But like you can enjoy it in that way. So right. our our story is shaping up right now to be how do I put it? It's specific, like as in there are specific things that Mark, especially the creative director, wants to achieve as a game maker. Like just purely ignoring the creative side, like and Dave as well says this, like quite often. He's like, I just want to make games. Like you ask Dave, like what's your motivation? Or I've asked Dave, what's your motivation in making dreams? He's like, actually, I just want to be a game maker. I want to, you know, like in I don't know whether it's like an indie or not. Like putting words in your mouth, but he said I want to make a fun game experience. And what we decided was that our campaign didn't need to do everything that dreams can do. So the, the crazy thing about dreams is like you can access it on different levels and the beta is designed so that that's the creator access. So like if you're in the like, I am expired oh, by okay. this as a creative, yeah. that beta is the early access for you because you can go in and do this breadth stuff. And then the idea is that like the UGC side of dreams is going to be insane. Like we don't even know how broad it's going to be. We can fantasize and we can see what our own breadth is when we're messing around. And it'll be shooters and racers and explorers and da-da-da-da-da. And then we're like, actually, that's awesome. Because we don't need to then cover that breadth in our own story. We can choose to tell a particular game experience and, like, make that be a medium. welcome and take what we learned on Tearaway. So, like, there's this lineage that goes from LBP and everyone jumps from LBP to Dreams because it's like, oh, it's a creative game, it's a UGC game. But in the meantime... A bunch of the guys making Dreams made Tearaway, right? And so they have had this experience where I think the gameplay of Tearaway is, is an evolution of what we did with LBP, and it has different flavors and mm-hmm. it has different people. It's a more classic game. Game. It's like a coherent experience, and we can carry that forward right. into Dreams. And sometimes, sometimes we get caught up on talking about the create mode. We get caught up on talking about the pencil and the, everything else, mm-hmm. and we forget that there's this other side that we're interested in, and other people are interested in, which is like the, 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 the just the the like nuggety experience so like wrapped up pre-made thing and I hope that that serves as the inspiration the of jumping off point people play that and they're like oh that's the tip of the iceberg there's this other like hulking underside to dreams which is right, the dark right, side right. you were right. talking about like and I think that the, <laughs> they're just part of the same iceberg is the answer to your the ultimate mm-hmm. answer to your question is like the the, the fun whimsical game is like the, the tip of the iceberg and then like under the waterline there's this like mega UGC behemoth uh, creative tool, <laughs> um, and then, you know w- when we we haven't even shown any of the music side, which I keep teasing people for, and like,
1: oh yeah, I was just I was totally going to ask oh you about that because that's I'm super yeah. excited. I was definitely want to know. I about I will that. just
0: give you a quote. Um, like Bogdan deserves a lot of credit, and Paul are two audio programmers, and then we have audio designers who are, who um, who are also incredible. But this particular story is about Bogdan, so he is the crazy. Uh, he's in a Viking metal band where he plays kitar. I mean, okay. Like, kind of- <laughs> I was like, how can... He said it's authentic Viking metal. I was like, how is it authentic to play a And Anyway. So he's made this crazy music-making interface, right? And someone else came over and what we found about the music is people use it, the creative tool. People worry that creation is hard. So, you know, like, oh, sculpting's not for me or... Like the other elements of creation that we've shown in dreams isn't for me. I'm not really creative. I don't know. It's scary. So loads of people have picked right. up the audio side of it, the music making side, especially. And they've just mucked around. There's like the somehow the fear factor goes and you just make something that's just stupid. And you just go Bleh. And I'm not going to say how you do it exactly, but you do something stupid and it's funny and it sounds cool and you get a beat going or you get a rhythm going and it's very different from sound shapes, but it's that sense of like you're being playful with it. You don't have to kind of obsess. Uh, anyway, we were doing that the other day and someone came over and he's like, when you show this, people are just going to lose their shit. And there's it, it a moment where I, I step back and it is seriously at least as good as any of the other crates. In other words, like people are like, wow, I can't believe that you were able to make these things with dreams, these images and these, mo- you know, the stuff we've shown. You are not going to be able to believe you are going to lose your shit if I if, if you believe Anton is the guy who said it. Anton Mikhailov, he, he's oh, yeah. the move guy, and he's not as I say, he's not into music, and then he's just like watching Bogdan like mess around, and he's like, not only does it look beautiful, it sounds amazing, and it's hilarious to play mm-hmm. with, and like I don't know what my point is. My point is it's freaking cool, and like right, you're going <laughs> right. to lose yeah. your, your shit it's going to be a mic, it. you know, we're going to be like. doop, poof, and the mic is gonna get dropped and we're just like see right. it
2: it'll be a move it drop. It'll be
0: a move drop. We will drop our moves. <laughs> yeah. And they'll they, they will break and then we'll be sad. You know.
2: Right, right and then you'll exactly. have to go back we to GameStop are, or and charging you at seven
1: thousand dollars. <laughs>
2: right, yes. right, or eBay. because So so you, you know, let's let's kinda talk about that. Let's let's talk about um, the fact that that uh, Dreams is a game that makes the move make sense. Yeah. But 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 is it too late? Uh, um, you know, and and you know, obviously I know that the answer from you guys should be no. No, of course it isn't too late. But but is there a is there a belief that people are going to own move and own dreams when yeah. or own a move when they buy Yeah, there's
0: dreams. a, there's a- you don't have to have a move when you buy Dreams, and the commercial reality right. is we expect most people don't have a move, which makes me sad because right. it's a cool device, like like everything sure. you know. Sure. Yeah. But, um, we there was a moment when we sat down and we thought about it, and we were like, "This has to be a game for everyone with a PS4." You know, this has to be an everyone right. game, and it was like this is very early on. We we're like, "This has to happen," and it was kind of difficult for us because there was a huge barrier because like we'd done all our early prototypes on Move. And the sculpting is really great with moving. It has all these great features. Right. But you know what? The more we put into the DualShock, and it sounds like BS, but it's not. Like the designers here, for example, prefer the DualShock. So when you're like building levels and white boxing and stuff, the DualShock is like mm-hmm. your precision guys. Girls tool and the move is your like expressive Kareem is a Kareem is a dual wielding move man and he's like from his cold dead hand <laughs> yeah, he wants like five moves. He just wants to be <laughs> strapped
3: <laughs> all over him. He he, he is
0: You're <laughs> gonna
1: like smash him together like a dual a a dual dual. Did Darth
0: you guys Maul. try that like Rez bodysuit suit vibro thing. I really wanted to try that. I wa- I, wanted I wanted you so, so <laughs> bad. I, I, I was in the so room in the same room, and I didn't get to try it. But like, yeah. So Kareem is the founding member of the like National Move Association. Like he's like like constitutional right <laughs> to have a move, but. The, uh, the the DualShock is actually pretty good and and it has some benefits because like you can just pass the a, a DualShock around and like it's more of a like social sure. thing and like whereas move it's more like whoosh, I'm in the zone I've got my camera and you get your move mm-hmm, and right. the course of course VR like so I don't know if I can should say a thing I don't know I had a real secret agenda hope <laughs> let's just put it this way I had a yes. I had a hope that the VR would be like a Trojan horse for the move. I have no visibility on this in terms of the business side of, of, of Sony. Right, right. But I'm very excited about the fact that it uses the same uh, light system. because uh-huh. and, the, yep. and the light bar, by the way, on the DualShock, same deal. It's like, ah, brilliant. This is like all feeding. And Sony is sitting on this amazing peripheral. Um, if you don't have it, that's the reality and the game is great without it. But it's like if you do have it, it's bonus and VR might be a, a reason that more people get moves in their hands. So it's it just feels great in VR. Mm-hmm. Like nothing to do with dreams right now. But like there are a bunch of VR Playstation VR experiences where holding mm-hmm. moves just feels really natural. Like it's just it's your hands in the world and without it you just feel like like I wanna have my hands in there. Like, you know, it doesn't doesn't yeah. make sense without
1: without a move. So I mean the, the crazy thing was when I did the, the live stream with, with Anton and John, mm. um the beauty of seeing kind of everything working in tandem with just the moves and the dual shock is being like, All right, so we're gonna do this particular uh ext- extrude yeah. on this on this uh thing and then we're gonna kinda of fine tune it like you said with the with the DualShock. with the dual shock. Mm. Um it, it it kind of brought to, to mind of just how awesome, what does that feel like to basically have someone in-house who's done R&D on both PSVR and on Move on the team? Yeah, he's great. To kind of help, uh, talking about Anton Mikhailov, uh, kind of uh, Move, it, move, ha kind of have things kind of uh, be already uh, in that knowledge base to kind of help development of dreams go along with that yeah. kind of stuff.
3: How, yes. how awesome I mean, is that? Do you know what, have you got no, it's, it's amazing, because obviously, someone like Anton isn't just making the technology. He needs to make software to use it and think, how can you use this? Uh, So there's all all this R&D that's already happened, so we can, like, steal all of this. You know, it saves us, like, a couple of years that we can just steal
0: all of this. Okay, so this is what Anton does that's super superpower, in my opinion. Like, Anton apologies. If this, <laughs> like, people think of him as a boffin or a super brain, and he's all those things, and Russian, and crazy, and all those other things. But, <laughs> the, he's, the also, above, he's yes. also media molecule west, so he is a, our one-man California studio. So he works out of California, right. he comes over here sometimes, he's over here right now. I love it when he's here, and I, and then he, then he goes back to California and like I don't know, goes to In-N-Out Burger every day or whatever it is that <laughs> right. Californians do,
1: and, ga- and gains no gains weight. No weight, Jeez, like, yeah, His metabolism, yeah. God, that's
0: that's, that's got to be the Russian thing. Anyway, his superpower <laughs> is he is the bridge between Kareem and the. Dreams technology. So we had this technology and actually our other Anton, we have Canadian Anton and American Anton. So Canadian Anton right. <laughs> uh, is the guy who originated the original sculpting technology with Move, right? So like he, he built this stuff and he had the UI for it and it was kind of cool and the guys were getting into it. And basically the American Anton took the baton from Canadian Anton and kind of carried on and his superpower is he cares so much about the feel, like of the feel it's, mm-hmm. like, it's like the technologist who really like uh has that like you know how like open source software sucks the user interface always sucks like you know like blah but he's the guy who's like the nintendo of user interface or something he really loves the like balance it's perfectly so he just spends hours and i mean like weeks and months going "Mm, i'm going to move the position of the color picker like an inch to the right so that it's more ergonomic when you when you uh, i don't even know what he does but like that's the difference between dry technology and a game like anton is that bridge between a game experience on a console that feels super great and you feel powerful as a gamer right because you're like i feel good right right right. that's that's because of anton in the case of creation that's at the moment in sculpting especially that's anton uh and if we didn't have him what we'd have is like menus like you'd have me going so push like you know, D pad down nine times and then like just bang, bang <laughs> you know, And you throw the controller across the rim. So, like, the, the answer of Anton is like he's always been able to combine that technology with the, the feel of, of the game and that stuff. Yeah, but, but I'd
3: say that's also what a games company does. Yeah, it's like what a game company Like, like do, you know, yeah. in, in, in a broader sense, yeah. you have cold, hard computers on one end and squishy humans with their strange emotions
0: yeah, on the other. Yeah, exactly. And you can right. somehow. Connect them together. Yeah. I'm going to make you cry with some pixels on the screen. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and it's worked numerous times. the the, the cool The cool thing I remember I, I was at PlayStation Experience this year, and he was doing a panel. and um, And we he had finished the panel, he had went outside, and he had like a line of folks kind of waiting to talk to him about PS, uh, PSVR and and move and stuff. And like you said, the kind of delicate details of conver- of conversation about how much he cared about the Dreams UI. And how much he wants to make sure that in a 3D space, these things make right, sense right. was was one was one of those kind of the conversations I was like, I it, it kind of again, kind of uh, push it way through push its way through my thought about how thoughtful you all are and Kareem and, and you two and, and all those I'm like how much you care about trying to make those experiences very, very detailed, yeah. but make so much more sense to the user. Uh Then, even users understand when they're before they have right the and
0: and this is what we're so lucky about like i i i'm we're really honestly so lucky, and I guess I guess you'd say kind of like jammy is the English way, blessed might be the more American way, I don't know anyway, we're super lucky that <laughs> that Sony give us this opportunity to go deep on these things, so dreams has been this long journey, and it's really benefited from it, like we've gone down so many like dead end avenues along the way, like it's not been like a slam dunk like I am making. You know, when we finally ship the game, it, it will look simple in retrospect because you're like, you don't, you, all you see is the 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 one we landed on instead of all of the like th- th- mm. the fuck ups. And you know, I did I <laughs> I did I did a little SIGGRAPH talk on the graphics engine side of that, but it applies in Anton's land. And we've tried all these different prototypes. And and what's super cool is that Sony, and there are various people at Sony, Shuhei's one of them is like, they're like, yep, carry on. Like we give them these updates, and it's kind of cool that right. like over the period of four years, I mean that they still put pressure on us of course it's a business and like we want to make a game too but they're like sure yeah take the risks try this stuff out like be the be the people to go deep instead mm-hmm. of just like putting out the tech demo and um this the thing i remembered now that i was going to say earlier when you were talking about peter ah, there we go yeah it was, was there's an amazing moment, this is a story about shuhei uh, yoshida who's for your listeners who don't, I've mentioned him a few times. He's the Worldwide Studios yeah. uh, person, super amazing guy, and he's hilarious on Twitter. So if you don't follow him on Twitter, it's funny. Anyway, so he uh, yeah, he uh, he is effectively my boss's boss. Like he's super senior. You know, like he's like I, I should be in total fear of him, and I am. Uh, and, and we were we were we were we were demoing dreams in some really broken state. It was before Paris, and and we were saying this is what we will show at Paris. And we didn't have characters; we only had T-Pose, You know that famous thing of like a character that's not even right, So like right. all the characters were walking around like this, and it looked so awful. And we're like, yes, we're going to be showing in Paris in three weeks' time, and it, it's going to be amazing. And like there was a part of me that was like dying aside, and and then we're, we're right. explaining <laughs> dreams right we're re-explaining for the thousandth time dreams because it's such a hard thing to explain such a hard thing to get sure. and Shuhei goes Alex I love it when you stop explaining and you're just confident you know you need a bit more Peter Molyneux you need a bit more like <laughs> uh, he said stop being so worried about trying to explain yes it's hard to get yes it's not like a call of duty or or like a you know a fifa where you know exactly what you get but that's part of the joy of it and when people finally get in their hands they will understand it and like until that time there's nothing much you can do except do your thing meaning media molecule not me personally but like you guys need to just do your thing to the best of your ability go and i was like have such respect for for sony that, that that they say to us that they say like like mm, like don't mm-hmm. get all curled up and stressed by like whether dreams is a good idea or a bad idea or this to, to that person they're just like do it do your thing we trust you which is probably a stupid idea right <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: i mean some of some of my most favorite quirky stuff has come has come on their has been on their platforms because it sounds like they do have that faith in their mm-hmm. developers and the folks that the, that are working with them. Like, I remember from Q Games, four AM was a game that I loved. That yeah, game, yeah, but, just, uh... yeah, I love that game. Yeah, I love that game. But 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 you know, it, it wasn't something that folks were like clamoring to get. But it was nice that it was able to come out on a platform and, and get the exposure that it yeah. did. Um, and and see, I think you had a question.
2: Uh, I, don't put me on a, on yeah. the spot. <laughs> okay. uh, he's good. He's good. <laughs> but 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 no, I, I actually um that that is that is something that we hear a lot from developers. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago we had David Jaffe on, and one of the things that that Jaffe had to say about Sony was that they trust him to kind of do what it is that he mm. does to do the thing that you mm. do. And, and it is it is quite remarkable to see how Sony does that in in you know such you know such a diverse palette of yeah. games um so you know you look at David Cage you look at what you guys do and and you know you look at what jaffe does and all of those games are you know they're so just Across the board. yeah dynamic yeah. in in terms of in terms of the variety um you know that that you're able to they're able to envision, or at least put the put the trust and the faith in the developer to make their game, as opposed to we know these games right, sell. Right. So if the game doesn't fit, check all of these boxes, then you know maybe we need to have an overseer. or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have. mean they're, they're frustrating yeah. as anyone. Any relationship, there are moments when you like you, you butt heads, but it's uh, fundamentally there's sure. that that thing of like they they seem to trust a bunch of and like you say, there's like mm. I don't know actually. You know, you've got Michelle and Sel Wild, and you've got all these different games they're doing, and they've got like, right. it's 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 super crazy. And we've been really lucky. There's there's this experience, like I think of ourselves as a sort of indie. Like I've heard the, the term super indie, which just mm-hmm. is, sounds way too big headed. <laughs> it's like it's jumbo shrimp. <laughs> it's jumbo shrimp. Yeah, that's better. We're jumbo indie. Uh, uh, because we have this experience where like the AAA experience, right, is that you are you you right. are um, hemmed in by bean counters and your creative freedom is completely like uh, taped in, and you're gonna like you're gonna have a miserable right. experience, and you're gonna get beaten over the head. And actually, when we quit Lionhead and we decided to start Media Molecule, and, and from the earliest days we knew it was going to be Sony because we pitched to a few people and Sony were like have some cash and we're like done. Money talks. Right. We're going with you guys. Um, but loads of people laughed like they will eat you for breakfast, and we're like yeah, we're naive, we're green. They will just destroy you, and right. the, and the the narrative of games like that you will hear today is like the, the like big companies chew people up, and I'm sure it's true. They the, they absolutely do. But it's weird because I'm we're in this parallel universe where we've never experienced that. So I have n- I have mm. I have no idea what real games is world industry is like. Because <laughs> I, I'm, and to be clear, I'm not saying we're all luck. Like we're a bunch of talented people, experience, and all those things. I'm not trying to say we walked off the street and took some money and ran. I'm just saying that like. We've had such a positive time that whenever we hear these stories of horror stories, I'm just thinking, oh, God, that's probably like millimeters away. We're probably about to fail. In fact, after this podcast, Tony will probably close media <laughs> more. <laughs> this entire segment. You know, will... I will
1: chain myself in front of the door. <laughs> okay,
2: right. good man. Thank you. I'll, so, I'll be feeding you biscuits. It, it actually, it actually, <laughs> there was a cookies, cookies America. Yeah. Um, so Or biscuits if you want the, or, or, yeah. biscuits, or, or biscuits, or um, biscuits, that actually kind of morbidly um, brings me, t- runs right into my question, which is, um, let's say uh, Sony does close down media no. molecule uh, <laughs> right after this yeah. podcast, which, of course, you know, I, I, I talked it into existence, which means it won't happen. Um, but if it, if you guys weren't doing this, what would you yeah. be doing?
0: Well, that brings me straight back to that David your handsome point of like dreams is the thing that the best thing i can think of
2: and then when i think of
0: something better Mm. i just change dreams and everyone sighs because i come Mm. in i'm like i know how to do animation i'm (laughs) doing it differently today and i (laughs) don't know but i don't know the real answer to that is like dreams is precisely the result of what everyone at media molecule like we say to people like within the scope of it being a ps4 game within the scope of it being like everything ever (laughs) ugc plus a game plus this like do the thing that you can most do that you most want to do that your question is bang on it's exactly the thing that every game studio should be asking because if you're doing this like b thing and all you're thinking about is the a thing that you could be doing you need to quit and do the a thing because otherwise you're going to be miserable especially if you're in a small studio because like ah. Like, you know, if it, sure, if you have a job and it's your job and that's fine. And sometimes you take the rough with the smooth. But what I'm trying to say is like on a grand scale, like a big arc, story arc of a studio, like if you're, if that studio is just grinding for the sake of grinding, then that's not a good sign, right? So we have to take our risks. And a friend of mine said to me a really scary thing. So maybe this is what's going to happen. That he said, like, Keynes, like, is he the, the economist guy? I'm, I've never read any the guy, like, you know, like supply and demand. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know economists. Yeah. Anyway, apparently, I'm going to get this totally wrong because it's like third hand. He said, people want to fail conventionally, and the worst thing in the world is when you fail unconventionally. So, like, fail conventionally means, like, oh, I had a go, but I was doing my job and it didn't work out, and then when to have another go, that's like, and no one, like, society doesn't penalize that. But if you go out there right. and you're like, we're going to make dreams and we're going to change. We do a Molyneux <laughs> and we're going to be like, I'm going to change everything. If you fail right. Right. unconventionally, you get crucified. Like I saw Peter get like beaten. Yeah. And yeah. Like, whatever your judgment on whether he's right or wrong or deserved it or doesn't, it was hard seeing an old friend kind of getting the shit kicked sure. out of him. And sure. in right. a way, right. he was failing unconventionally. Like he, he tried this right. thing that was very weird. Right. He was very public about how great goddess was going to be. And and then it didn't work out for him for whatever reason. I'm not saying he wasn't to blame, blah blah blah. But my god, society hates it when you fail unconventionally. So dreams are scary for me most of all because although it's the thing I most want to do, it's very unconventional. So if we if we fail, you can all come and like, crucif- kick kick the shit out of me. Um, uh, <laughs> so I, I, I hope we don't fail because you, it's going to be no, you, do, you do know that this
1: show is going out onto the internet yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Don't do that I'm joking Right. Yeah, right, know, I'm, I'm going to try, try and bring this back to yeah, a safe place. Yeah, dig me out of a hole, Dave.
3: No. Sa- Save me. So <laughs> throw me a ladder. So the phase we're in at the moment, right, is that yeah. we're trying to show people what we're doing. Yeah. We you know, have these yeah. as regularly as possible, and in things like this, we're trying to just be really open and show what we're doing. Yeah. So we're going to be giving the big pitch about the, the vision of dreams, but also we're going to just show right. you what, what, as much as possible, as soon as things are good enough to show. We're going to just show what we've got, yeah. and that really kind of makes things so much more real. I no, love because that. Because then, well. then a lot of people can just take it, like, if people aren't sure, ignore everything we say.
0: Yeah. Just look at see what we put <laughs> <laughs> yeah. out there. Just see what out there.
3: And that's the truth of it.
0: Yeah. And that brings it back to your really positive question that I managed to answer really darkly, <laughs> which, is, which is like, dreams is the most dream thing that I can work on. And I just, like, I was talking about the audio stuff, you know, like, you will lose your shit collectively, dear audience. And when we put it out there, and it doesn't matter what I'm saying now, Bogdan will show his demo, and and I hope everyone will like go insane, and that is what makes dreams good for me. Is like it's delivering on all these like crazy, insane things, and it still is doing that after time. So we won't fail, uh, and it's going to be super amazing. And uh, yeah, it's the thing we most want to do, and you've got to do that in life. You've got to you've got to do the th- you've got to do live your dream. It, right. It's it's the only way. It's the only valid way. You know, like against. It might take you some time to get there. I'm not saying it happened tomorrow, but, like, go for it. Go for broke. <laughs> no, I agree, agreed.
1: <laughs> I have two more questions before we dig into our uh, Twitter questions because this is the first time we've gotten this many Twitter questions, <laughs> which for, for me is really awesome and also kind of shows exactly just how excited mm-hmm. folks are mm-hmm. for the game. Um, but the two questions I had were, um, you talked about the live streams that you guys have been doing and kind of digging behind the curtain, letting folks see behind the curtain when you're in development, mm. which is something I think is really awesome. I think most devs should be doing this kind of uh, pre not pre hype, but, but but getting people kind of in touch with their game. Um, I I had my own ideas of what I want dreams to be in the in the community as far as the Twitch community.
0: Tell us. And, uh,
1: and oh, I will tell you exactly what I what I think. So. The the thing I think would be super awesome would be to find the folks that are doing kind of um, uh, I know a couple of streamers who are doing model making mm. and they're doing them in kind of like headlamp camera down kind of stuff. You would remove that aspect of it because it's, it's not physical anymore and give them dreams and see what they can do with that mm. and hoping that that would be a, a kind of format for people to kind of see people with that already having that creative talent use it in a digital space but what i'm but I, but i guess the question i want to ask is besides the live streams what are you guys thinking about in terms of the kind of twitch community the kind of youtube community aspects of how your game is going to be presented and do you have ideas of how you'd like it to be shared with with the rest of the world that so way?
0: many ideas like where do we where do we where do we begin <laughs> uh, uh we have where do you begin i mean like <clears throat> so there's a few things like one of the things Kareem always talks about is like how on YouTube if you want to learn to play a song you just, you can watch someone like on Twitch live or you can like type in song name, guitar and like it. they'll education, I know it sounds like a really terrible word, like people switch off and they're like oh, whatever, education, but like we're in living in a world where like kids or adults who want to learn something new play a song, do a cosplay you know, just do something they can find it, it's on online just like that and for Dreams that's going to be so insane that like like that, people mm-hmm. will be able to share on stream on Twitch. Like I have a bunch of ideas around um, technical ideas. Sorry, I'm a total bottom-up geek guy, but like, I no, love the idea it, that, it. that, we, that like you know if you have if you have people spectating and and none of this is promised. It's all prototype stuff. But you know, we've shown some elements of dreams where it's about collaboration stuff. Wouldn't it be so cool to have like tag team? Like we've had so many ideas. Like like you know that thing where you draw a picture and you fold it over and you pass it around and then you draw a picture. Yes. Like, yes. that Right. You can do all these games and dreams and we don't even have to do anything as a developer, like the community will, will come up with these mm. sub uh like these ideas and roll with them and we don't even have to we just we will support them. But like the cool part is about Twitch is how inventive that audience is in making games and like building communities and like how Twitch streamers have their audience and their their personality comes across. And like dreams are so cool go- cool for that because it's wide open. So if you have a personality on your stream you can use dreams one way. If you're someone else who's like you know like more of a uh gamer game person then you can be like playing the, the 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 dreams that you're you're going through uh where someone else could be creating and it's just so many angles that the twitch stream can come into dreams it mm-hmm. just i'm really struggling to answer the question just because of the the scope <laughs> of it um and 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 the, the technical thing i was going to say and i'm hesitating because it, it doesn't work yet and like you should never ever say things on the internet that, that don't work yet but i love the so on honest answer it doesn't work yet but um I love the idea that sure. if we can make it work you can spectate in 3D and we make it super easy to migrate between a Twitch setup uh, as a viewer I'm talking about, not as a streamer that your viewers mm. can jump on their PS4 so they're watching your Twitch stream on their laptop or phone or on their PS4 and they're like, I want to jump in the game but I want to be in the same level as you, spectating you in 3D uh, and so then you want to get like a deeper dive and then maybe they can start collab- like participating in the game and so you you really further blur the line between between where the stream and the chat starts and then, the like, the game mm. experience ends. And you just, like, fudge over that line completely. And it's just, like, an experience. You're all together having a, a jam. Uh, the, the The viewers, the streamer, some people in the level, maybe you're, like, jumping into someone else's game and invading it and, like, just having a good time, like... It's going to be insane. Oh my yes. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I have some ideas on that that I'm holding close to the vest because I want to be the best dream streamer okay. on the planet. <laughs> so I'm not I'm yeah. not sharing sure those with people.
2: But that 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 sounds a lot like uh, a a problem that PlayStation VR would solve. And yeah. um, on on our show, um, sometimes we forecast things, um, but because we have to have a little flavor with an A. Um there yeah. we I I do a thing called hashtag stubnostications. I am Stubby yeah. Stan, the great stubnosticator. <laughs> so I am hashtag stubnosticating today. Do it. PlayStation VR. Yes. Pack in with dreams and the PlayStation move. $3.99 <laughs> Here we go. Shoo, hey, are you listening? Like that's what yeah. Yes. Sho make it happen. I mean make it happen.
0: I mean yeah, Dave I mean, actually is the person who, <laughs> I did a bad thing. So we, we me, I've done many bad things. Uh, which which show was it? There was some show where I was doing press, and I think it was oh. Paris. And basically, every, <laughs> Dave's face, face right now. Dave's
4: face Dave's is face right now. <laughs> and basically, the betrayal. The betrayal. I likes. was
0: told by the handlers, I said this on Twitter already, so it's fine. I was told by the PR handlers, you guys <laughs> haven't got VR working yet. I know you have Mikhailov. I know that you have the headsets. I know you're f- figuring it out. But, like, don't talk about VR. It's off piece. Do not do VR. Like, every single freaking journalist would say to me, Oh my God, PlayStation VR packing they, they, You are on the money, basically. Spot on. Right. And I eventually I yeah. got tired of saying no. And I just started saying, Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? At which point Dave was like, Evans, stop saying VR <laughs> and as soon as he said that I was like yeah this doesn't work on Alex it pushed me over the edge and the next person asked me over, I was Ray. like yep done we're doing VR <laughs> done good deal Announce. Dreams <laughs> VR announced purely because Dave told me that we weren't allowed to say that
2: oh yeah. man so, <laughs> this is this is like the white british version of of con yeah. like <laughs> i would be like see stop saying yeah, exactly and that's that's just you're just poking uh, the exactly
0: and same thing happened <laughs> the other day like on the, we do a friday feature where everyone in the studio like jow, shows off what they're doing it's really cool because mm-hmm. oh man it's my favorite thing in media molecule actually because you get shyer people right. who are less loud and mouthy than me and they're doing amazing stuff and they don't necessarily shout about it but on a Friday Feature, they get, like, the lovely, caring producers are like, hey, everyone, this quiet person has done amazing work. You should go check it out. <laughs> so one of the quieter, one of the quieter people, uh, who's called Nathan Ruck, who's a super amazing coder, um, we kind of tasked him with this, like, background, no publicity, don't show off anything VR task. And he loves VR, loves PlayStation VR. So he, he sat right. and, like, got Dreams VR going beyond our earliest tests and like made it happen and so <laughs> at the Friday feature everyone's like in dreams VR and I was like photo iPhone tweet and I'm like <laughs> I got in so much trouble I was like Alex just did you know I did that Dave I'm, I'm learning this now oh he's learning this now. I'm this not is, like, surprised this, <laughs> no, this, this, is, this is Alex all over yeah and Siobhan sent me this studio director sent me this text of like Alex you do understand that like if you say this to our audience that you're just setting yourself up for a to have the shit kicked out of you if it doesn't pan out. And I'd like like to clarify, this was like a prototype shown internally, but I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, Dreams in VR is functioning. And what I will tell you the story behind that photo without giving anything more away. I've already made my grave, right? So I'm not, there's no worse. What happened was, M- Emily, who's one of the amazing art interns, and Maya had made this city together in a day. It was this insane... Actually, I shouldn't spoil the game because I think it's going into our game game, like into the campaign. So I can't say anything about the city, but it was like everyone was watching it on their PS4 and they were like walking around in this level and it was like unbelievably beautiful and really different from some of the stuff we've shown in terms of tone and vibe. And then little Nathan, quiet Nathan, who's been doing the VR prototype, like, swivels around in his chair. He's, like, connected to the same server. He's, like, what's that level called? And they're, like, City Awesome City 7. And he's, like, typing it in. Yeah, and yeah. then he just gets a VR headset and puts it in someone's, on Emily's head He just built that level. And she's standing in the city that she just built for the first time awesome. in front of the whole studio. And that's what happened when oh. I when I tweeted that photo. It's, like, Emily going into VR for the first time and seeing the city she's just built. And I was just, like exploding with excitement and yes the frame rate wasn't finished and yes it was buggy as hell and like like the 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 like loads of stuff wasn't working basically because it's not done it's not done i am not promising anything but (laughs) holy yes your prognostication was spot on it's super cool yes i
1: mean i mean there are two there are two experiences that i am when it comes to playstation vr i've had some some time with it a little bit at a couple of trade shows and, you know, people are having the conversation of, like, is VR really a thing, and, and how is it going to translate to the home mm-hmm. environment? And, and and a lot of those kind of bigger conversations. There are three games that I'm the most excited for. One is Headmaster. Two, and this is a hope because I, I don't know if it's actually happening, but I think it would be the most perfect version of that game is No Man's mm-hmm. Sky and, and three is mm-hmm. Dreams, where I think that those three games, when it comes to can this experience and will this experience be better or or bring another level to the whole game being in VR? I think those three games and yours being included would be the kind of most perfect version of that. So. I mean, yeah. I, I, I've heard
0: that like um, Elite is it Elite Dangerous that has yeah. the VR? it's good. Yeah, I, and... I've heard really great things about that. Mm.
2: Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big big fan of of
0: mm. and I, I so that's my No Man's Sky kind of like reference point i wonder if that would and i've heard like being geeky for a second apparently having the frame of reference of the like ship around you so like you're in a cockpit really helps with the nausea like solves the nausea. i've heard like strong things said like it really fixes it because you're just it's what you're used to when you're in a car you're like in this fixed frame of reference it's there and then like everything's moving around you and it actually works and you feel good and i just have to do a shout out to scorn roberts live for speed There's a a game which is like this. He did this years before indie games, self published this game called Live for Speed, LFS.net. You should check it out. It's like a super realistic racing game. Like, not quite Gran Turismo because it doesn't have the licenses, but it's like incredible. And it has this loyal fan base that have been following it for years. It's an incredible racing game. It's a racing sim, I think he calls it, because he's quite kind of serious about it. And um, Mm -hmm. he was one of the earliest people to put in um oculus support and apparently the lfs oculus vr experience is like it it went straight to the top of the um oculus store when they first put out that like you know they have the thing where you can basically download a good experience for the oculus dk one two whatever you have and now and now the legit one's coming out soon right and lfs just shot to the top of the charts because it was this i know this doesn't sound like no man's sky but point is you're in a cockpit you're in a car or or a spaceship and it just works so well that you're there and you're like able to look in the like wind mirrors and see the reflections and like stick your head out the and have oh, the like have your yeah, hair yeah. going in the in the wind you know like like it's just apparently an amazing amazing vr experience and i haven't tried it myself but i um yeah Live for speed is worth you can check it out today that's what's cool about it so you can like if you have an oculus dk 1 or 2 you can go play lfs and he, yeah no. sorry i, t- I he's is, he's is, i have so many stories about him he's an eccentric genius you should get him on your stream. He's like out there. He's like left field and so. yeah. we would love it, okay. yeah. We'll, we'll definitely
1: we'll definitely see if we can reach out because th- those are the folks we love to hmm. talk to. Because yeah. it's th- it's those like those kind of bubble brain in that best way where everything is like exp- like exploding. It's just like I, I want to talk to those folks because they. It- it's one of those things that I've. The more I've been kind of going to stuff like GDC and and, and these and kind of these developer focused, um, conferences. Is to hear the third idea that people are having in their brain sound as good as the first idea I would have ever had in my brain <laughs> is the scary part. I'm just like, you have all this in your brain and you didn't even work on that yet. What in the hell is uh, going on? This is nuts. This is crazy. All the cool stuff that people are, are thinking. Have you about guys? And, have you got? Are you and- guys
0: gonna dive into the to the game development scene? You have to do a spawn on me. Uh... <sighs>
1: I have I have ideas like I just went to a thing uh, this past weekend and they were talking about doing game jams and I'm scared because I I don't know how to code. I I say it in my bio that the the thing that kept me from becoming a game developer was math because it it beat me up (laughs) and and left me on the side of the road. So I was always worried about it because, you know, I'm 37 now and we didn't have the tools to necessarily do it. But now the tools are here. Yeah. You know, like I have, a, I have a I have a music game that I'm excited to to hopefully make, and that's the reason why I'm kind of I was asking that music question uh, that was for yeah, okay, me <laughs> about dreams. So, so we're gonna jump into our last bit of Twitter questions for you folks because we had a great amount of uh people kind of hit us up on Twitter and ask a whole bunch of stuff. Um I'm going to see about one question we have from at a c c a l z zero. Wow, yeah. I think that's Excel's. <laughs> yes. Woo. I just had to do a Ric Flair yell because I didn't know what that was. Uh, reading is great. Um, you kind of touched upon this a little bit, but um, he, he or she wanted to know, uh, will Dreams have a multiplayer uh, element like Little Big LittleBigPlanet uh, had?
0: We have that right now. Uh, we'd, we had this big debate yesterday of how far we push it because I feel like an LBP, so what LBP for a second, like there were good elements of that, there were bad elements of it, and we didn't like go all in on multiplayer for, for LBP. So we have multiplayer mm-hmm. already in Dreams in our office, right? So it, it, like, but we haven't gone all in on it. And so the thing we're debating is like, what makes it into the beta? Like right now, mm. for us, the, the we can't really see past the beta trial. Like, what do we put in the beta? And do we include things that are half baked, or do we include only things that are super polished and slick? And mm. at this stage, multiplayer is in, but not slick. So I actually, okay. I don't know where we're going to go with it. I the honest, honest answer. Like I don't want to do, I don't want to put something out that we don't want to put something out that's, that's poor. You know what I mean? That like is a bad right. experience. But at the same time, we already right. have it. So it's like this like real tension that we haven't figured out yet. Um, I would like to say yes. On an optimistic day, I'd say yeah.
3: Mm. Yeah. But I, I think the, 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 the bigger question is about like when we can get something out. In, into your guys' hands to actually use mm. um, because we can obviously spend the time putting in all these different features and get them really polished up, but that could take so long that we're all bored of it by then. So right, we're currently we're right, in this right. phase of what's the minimum we can do that is really, polished. really brilliant, yeah, that, that's, that people are going to love, You right. mm. can do the things that are essentially
0: dreamy about dreams have got to be in that. Like, did you did you guys play lBP multiplayer out of, like straw poll like when you played lbP uh did you play as a single player a, a
1: little, little player? bit a little bit
2: yeah I I played I played more people's levels mm, than I right. played multiplayer. Mm-hmm. I did local yeah. stuff yeah. you know like you know I would have a younger mm. friend right. or something like that over and or if there was a girl I was dating and I wanted her to see, oh, these games are cool, check mm. it out. Right. We would play. That them, was my gateway game. game. Yeah. I mean that's the funny
0: thing. We built Dreams, we architected Dave and I dreams from the beginning for like real time collaboration. That was our like starting point. Yeah. And um it still is. I mean, you know, like that's the tech that we built the game on to begin with. And so we're like, okay, that was our foundation. And then we're looking at it and going, well, people didn't actually play LBP online that much. And, like, we're trying to second-guess what Dreams becomes ourself. Like, one of the things about the beta is, mm. like, wh- wh- how do people play this? And Like, my, where I'm leaning at the moment is if the beta had the online in it, maybe we'd see how people use it and then, like, what the final right. game is. Because there are some games that are good online and there are some that are just, like, like you just d- aren't worth it. Like, you just go play single-player camera. Right. So, like, I I... I'm gonna say yes is the short answer, and the the long answer is like if we can make it good enough, if we can take it from where it is today to to good enough.
2: Well, well, you know, interesting that you guys uh, naturally segue to that because at P Short wants to know when the beta will be available and if it will be open. So it
0: depends on my previous answer. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, C D above. it's done when it's. I, I I hate to say this. It breaks my heart. But it's mm. dumb when it's done. Right. Even the beta is dumb
3: when it's done.
2: Better to say yeah. that than Disappoint. to Mighty yeah, number 9. I yeah. But yeah. I think it's better like, we really <laughs> no, want to get yeah. it out
3: like, as soon as we can. Yeah. Right. Like, Just, we've been sitting on this right. for too long. And yeah. We need to get our community now giving us that
0: feedback. I'm going to be super mean to you and let you know that we actually already have a beta build out in the sense that it will run on a consumer PlayStation and only Media Molecule staff have it. So, uh, so, all right. So, when can I get so it? Yeah. <laughs> so, in some sense, the, the beta is already out, but the the the, the questioner is, is 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 on the money when he says like, when is it open? And like, the the answer to that is, honestly, as fast as we can get it open. But if we were to give it to you right now, you would have a lot of controller throwing moments. You would be like, oh, right. God damn it. And like, we're just trying to. Yeah. We're having big fights to, do, to yeah. decide that. Like.
2: So, so, well, so I guess uh, I'll double down on P Short's question and, and, and kind of ask a, a, a branching one as well. Um, is P Short wants to know, so, you know, so what we've seen in 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 games right now is these open betas and closed betas. Um, is the plan for the, uh, you know, the eventual Dreams beta to be something that's open to all PS4 owners or is it going to be to people that register or pre-order the game or, or some you know, something to that effect? Or do you guys still we not even made know? That cool. We, 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 we don't
3: know. I mean, we, we're making it such a way so we could go that way. It's just what what makes right. the most sense. Like if if we think we right. could put it into that many people's hands, and them have a good experience, then I think we'd be looking to do there, that. There is
0: one thing I know for sure that I will like defend to the the death, which is that the beta, which is already running, is like in some way continuous to the final game. So however we however you end up getting it in your hands, mm. like there's a lineage that dates back to now. Like you will probably see the dreams that we showed at E three and like Paris and stuff. Mm. Like I love the idea that once you're in the beta, whatever you jump on the cart, whenever we're able to get you in in the door for with us, like you know that that's not going to kind of shut down, and then mm. it's the end of something, and then there's some new, right. there's some new dreams that's coming, and it's like sure. that's what's so cool, and exciting about it is like it's the beginning of a journey, and like the yeah, so sure. uh, how we how we get you in, honestly is is not decided
2: now. Nice. So the. There has been this thing this generation specifically, where and you know because when you guys were talking about how uh, the beta or the beta you know depending <laughs> on uh, you know which which side of the hemisphere yeah. you're on um, the the, the uh, where you're saying that there are going to be a lot of controller throwing moments if you released it and you know right I'm, now. I'm a system administrator right right I'm a I'm a system administrator. I have been for twenty years. I understand technically mm. what a beta is. A beta is supposed to mm. have mm. those moments. Mm. And and but what what in in gaming this generation specifically what a beta has become has become synonymous with demo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and, and right. you know, it's it's a it's a demo with possible bugs. Yep as opposed to an actual beta. How do you guys feel about that? And, and, you know, obviously you kind of agree with that. But how do you feel about the fact that that's how the, the industry has evolved? Awkward. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a shame that we've lost the language for that other
3: thing that's so useful. Like, it would, that there is right. no common mm. language for saying, I want these people to get this thing that literally could crash. It literally, will, it will have real right. problems, right. <laughs> it right. will set on fire. It right. will, you know, right. It will like you in the
0: face. The old way was that you would do the demo after you'd finished the game. So the interesting thing is that like the demo that we did for LBP, right. for example, was like done after we'd finished the main campaign. So it's right. actually a really difficult extra work. It was extra. Work. It was on top. You know, like you can't go home yet. Like stay here. Right. right. Shit. Um, I don't know. Right. I so I have this like really difficult time, and I start hedging my like like catching my words in my mouth because I'm like. I'm totally divided as a developer and as someone who consumes as well, consumes games. And I don't know what the right thing is. It feels a little bit like um, the industry and the players are still feeling it out. Like you have these fights where it's like, they release a buggy game and it's shit. And then on the other end, it's like, right you entitled motherfuckers it was free and it was a beater and like <laughs> and then it's like it's really horrible at it its worst sometimes it's fine and sometimes it's worse and i'm hoping for the fine part right. of dreams like you know like hey everyone and the way i think it works for yeah. dreams is this like well, like it. we're splitting it as like create versus play it's an emphasis thing so the thing mm-hmm. for the beater is it's an emphasis on create if you're like Super into play, I think you'll enjoy it as well because you get to play the UGC stuff. But in terms of there being a media molecule campaign, like packaged up mass market, everyone can come in, they've never heard of dreams, they don't care about dreams, they've not watched the Spawn on Me, awesome, listen to the awesome Spawn on Me and right. podcast about it. That will come later, and that's what the, the, the maybe the sort of non beta dreams is. But for me, the beta is about us discovering with you, connecting with our audience. All the good parts are like the Twitch part, the the you guys, the bloggers, the vloggers, the like engaged audience on Twitter. Yeah,
3: it it's the community. It's not the yeah. audience.
0: The community. That's, and I love that. I love that right. that we can then engage. And so the beta for me is like a positive thing. When I'm in my happy place, it's like the beta is a, a way to co- connect with you guys with code. Like saying, like here is a thing. Let's like mm. play with it. And I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna like. Um, uh, I don't know. It's it's it's. We're still filling it out. Like so as an industry, I don't think we've right. sussed this out. It's not even a Media Molecular dreams thing. It's like as an industry, we haven't f- even figured out how to name this thing. Like, like right. different. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah,
1: yeah. I have I have a really uh, intricate kind of uh, uh, nuts and bolts question from uh, Easy Mode Studios. He had like a multi multi thread multi tweet <laughs> question for you guys. Mm. Um, I was like, I can't. How, how am I going to get? Oh okay. great. Right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so he says, will the animation aspect of Dreams also feature precise animation with keyframing abilities and capabilities? So,
3: so it will allow for precision, um, but okay. whether we, we we don't want to go down too much of a route where it's endless tweaking and fiddling. So we mm. we're trying to find a way right. of really empowering you to create high quality things, but not in a way that is utterly boring to to most people. So it, it's it's um, okay. a strange route. We're, we're going down.
0: I've, I've got a line that I've figured out which is like I learned this from the gamers on LBP. It's the, the question is not can you do this in Dreams the que- or same with Minecraft and LBP. The question is how hard is it to do this? Like as in, you guys will mm. do precision animation somehow in Dreams I guarantee it and we have certain ways that we will make it easier for you to do that that we have planned but like so yeah you will be able to do precision animation whether or not it's like the like easiest path the most like supported or mm. pushed um, you know, people making 3D first person shooters in LVP. Was it easy? No. Was it the plan? No. Did you do it? Yes. You're all insane. Good on you. Mm. And, and, uh, so it's a question of like, focus and ease of use really. Yeah
3: and, and there's a matter of emphasis here yeah. because I think you when you think of animation there's one aspect of animation where I'm going to do every keyframe and get everything perfect and make one second of animation and then I'm just bored. You know, that took me a week. Um, I think yeah, it's a different sort of animation, yeah. which I think of more as storytelling. I want to make an experience that I okay. watch or, or that I play. And that's a, a different perspective. I, I, I want people with dreams to quickly make the game they want or make the kind of the, the movie that they want. And then they can go into that in more detail. But I don't want it to take them a year to get there. I want it to take them like an an hour to get yeah. there. And then they're just making it better and better. Right, right. So it's a different philosophy, it's more top down.
1: Last quick question uh, is uh, from Easy Easy Mode. Do Will you need a PlayStation camera to, to, to really get the best out of uh, Dreams? That's a
0: good awesome. one. We actually <laughs> answered a, qu- a short <laughs> question. <laughs> what happened to us? That's,
1: t- that's totally the reason why I asked this specifically just like that. And you hit the home run exactly how I needed you yeah, to do it.
0: Awesome. <laughs>
1: Uh, thank you to everyone who sent in all your awesome, super dope Twitter questions. I'm sorry I didn't, sorry I wasn't able to get to all of them um, uh, on the show, but I'm sure that you can definitely ask them to us, and we will definitely relay them to to both of uh, Alex and and David. Um, and we're about to get up out of here. You guys were awesome. Thank you for having. Awesome. Thank you for I'm having so us. I'm so excited, so happy that we were able to make this happen. Um, I know that you both have uh, some some social media presence uh, out there. I think I think I saw. Al- I know Alex oh, is out no, there. No, no. Not I'm not sure if you're. I, I
3: don't of... even know what social media is. Yeah, David. I, I hear people talking. <laughs> scroll. No, no, I I sometimes listen to the radio. This yeah. is the extent of my social media presence. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: need to come over to Portland. We'll sit in my house and listen to LPs. Yeah, and exactly. And to he, he wears right. plaid shirts only. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. if you want to let folks know where they can find you on twitter yeah alex, let, thank let you that's
0: uh, uh that. it's at mm alex that's the that's the place to be for mistaken vr tweets that i shouldn't have done and stuff like that so yeah oh uh, I'm, I'm
1: pinning i'm pinning your next mistaken tweet uh, to then, my uh, on twitter retweet thank you uh, <laughs> so again um it's, it's been an amazing show i hope you had fun uh hanging out with us this week um, and we definitely are super excited for Dreams. I, I know that it is the the, the game-slash-platform that I am super excited uh, to get my hands on as soon as it drops. Uh, so I know we won't have any uh, news of, of release dates or anything like that, but is there any other kind of showings that are going to be coming up super uh, soon? We, yeah, we'll, I think we'll, it's we'll going to be at? a
0: big... Uh, I, honestly, every big show uh it's gonna be busy for us. So like I think we're gonna show as much as we can this year. And I also say thanks for having us on. Like you know you're saying, Oh, MM everyone has such a nice energy and the thing that like everyone has met you guys from media molecule in reverse, like the Spawn on me thing, and all the audience will like yawn, get a room But seriously, you guys have a a lovely, uh, (laughs) amazing energy about you as well. So thank you for your passion and support dreams. Because it's like, it makes a difference for us. Like, you know, it's a long slog making games. Every game is a a long journey. And so to like connect with people is important. Mm. Very important. So thank you.
1: Oh man! See, I wasn't gonna cry this <laughs> oh, show. Man. Right,
3: this is not gonna happen.
2: Man, no, no, so, was... so uh, achievement unlocked. You guys are making black men. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just a, it's
0: just a dust in the air. It's fine. <coughs>
2: Right, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so we're gonna head, uh, we're gonna head into our ad break uh, after this. Uh, again, thank you, Alex, and thank you, David, for for rocking with us. And we hope to see you down the road, super, super soon. And uh, hopefully, we'll have you back on uh, when streams drops. We'd love to do that. I that would be awesome. We sure. will be
0: there. See you
1: guys. Cool. Good night. All right. Thanks. Good night, guys. Thanks. Have a really good one. You, you, you are listening to Radio Bracada. S O M.
2: Hey, guys, this is Milton, host of the Slovenly Gamer podcast, where I talk all things gaming and nerdy, from anime to zombies and everything in between. You can find me on iTunes and SoundCloud at Slovenly Gamer. All
1: right, everybody, we are back from our ad break. Uh, We had to listen to some dopeness real quick so we can get everyone paid and in the shade. But coming back from that, I have to say, see, that was a crazy, crazy interview, man.
2: I mean, it's look. Unbridled joy, I guess, would be the only way I could I could really kind of capture what I was feeling while we were while we were there. And, and, you know, and just the the Little Big Planet and Media Molecule, you know, what they've done always has always put a smile on everyone's faces, but. The fact that when you you know when you're able to talk to them and you you see that the creators are the ones that bring that out, mm-hmm. it's it's so amazing and it's so infectious. I wish that you know I hope that everyone is is as happy to have heard from those guys as we were to to hear from them and talk. Yeah,
1: to them. it was it was one of those kinds of experiences where you you then remember exactly when you're kind of like trying to get those conversations to happen and going through the process of getting folks on the show and booked and, and you have an idea of how good of a show could be, but that, that interview like blew, blew all that kind of expectations out of the water. So again, huge shout out uh, to Alex and to David for being on with with us and hanging out for a very, 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 very very long time. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, yes. And we definitely appreciate it. And we're super excited for dreams when that will drop hopefully soon. And, and your stub sub gnostifications, hopefully will come true i don't know here. if
2: you can stubnosticate <laughs> well, you know, a dream. i mean hashtag stubnostications are so great because they almost always come true except for when they don't yeah but you know <laughs> my stubnostications come from dreams and they become reality i make your dreams reality wow hashtag stubnostications.
1: i don't know i don't know i feel like i i don't know that felt like the the front of a harlequin Novel, <laughs> right. like I feel like I feel like I should have.
2: I can't believe it's not. I feel like off. I should have Fabio hair. when you said all that right. nonsense. I can't believe it's not, but anyway, <laughs> anywho. So since we had a
1: really, really long uh, interview, which uh, we're super happy about, we're only going to drop one story this week. Um, and it was kind of a uh, buzz on all social media, a little bit crazy. Uh, they had this discussion that happened when Phil Spencer lit the Internet <laughs> ablaze by saying that Quantum Break, the game that's coming out from Remedy, hopefully or, uh, later this year, um, will be simultaneously... Uh, when it goes out onto your Xbox One, it will be going out on da 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 da, da pc <laughs> It's going to go out <laughs> Sorry, on PC. Linux. So no Linux. No Linux love for Quantum Break. Ha-ha. Ha-ha-ha.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, okay. So, yeah. So, all right. I don't under, I Really, honestly, I don't understand why this is a story. Like, you know, yes, okay. So you so you mean to tell me that uh, the head of Microsoft Game Studios, the head of Xbox, is is saying that, an Xbox exclusive game or a Microsoft exclusive game, a game published by Microsoft, will be out on both platforms that are owned by Microsoft? So what's the, what's, the, what's, the, what's the story here? I mean, the
5: story is that, you know, this was one of the big games that Xbox owners can hold over PC owners and PS4 owners and say, this is a reason for you to buy an Xbox. In addition to Forza, um, Sunset Drive, and those other games, that's what that's kind of what the that's what gaming is to some people. It's it's a it's a that's what it's about.
2: So so wait a minute. You're, so you're telling me that that there are Xbox owners that were upset over the fact that the PC is also getting this game. Yes, I mean that's pretty much
5: like like a, there was a tweet from Peter Moore where someone tweeted him and said that they were gonna canceled their pre-order and he basically said so you're gonna cancel your pre-order for a game that you want to play because other people get to play it
2: yes yes exactly thank you fucking peter moore are you serious like i mean like all right wait a minute wait a minute that would be like you're in a desert and it starts raining in the fucking desert And you're mad because instead of just raining on you, it's also raining in the fucking river. Like, are you serious? I mean, are you serious? That's the thing, though. Is that what motherfuckers... Are motherfuckers on the internet talking about they're going to cancel their fucking pre-order because the PC is getting... you're, You're not competing with the PC. It's not... It's a console exclusive. Well, first
1: of all, no one is no one is saying that on the internet. They're saying that on the internet.
2: <laughs> nah, nah, it's the internet. It's the internet when, when motherfuckers act stupid. Well, I don't know. See, it's, on the it's, internet, playing with my sights. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think
1: I, I, the funny thing is, I want to hear the devil's advocate version of this conversation. That's that's really gonna like there make is, the case. There is that's gonna really make uh, the case for why someone should be upset at this.
5: I think the devil's advocate is what I said that people people want to justify their purchases, and if you're a Sony person, then like you want to say, "Hey, like we had Rocket League early, like we have Uncharted, we have blah blah." But blah. they didn't have Rocket League yeah. early.
2: Rocket League was simultaneously released on the PC yes. well, and, and, and I'm the PlayStation like 4. like,
5: traditionally, PC was not included, right? This is one of the first times, along with Titanfall as well, I remember that c- coming up, too, where people are kind of including that. I think it's because, you know, a lot of Xbox One owners feel a little out in the cold. They feel like they're kind of losing this console generation, and they feel like little things like this are like little pieces of the armor being... Being torn off, and they're kind of like, "Well, why do I have this system if I can, you know, play stuff on the other, you know, on the PC?"
1: But here's the thing, though. Well, uh, here's because here, I see I see you about you have Steam coming out of your ears.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Here's here's Steam, the crazy thing: I don't like, think consumers I can get buy a who, buy are a brick who are the who. Sorry. <laughs>
1: Right. <laughs> I see what you Nicely done. Um, it, the, the Here's a crazy thing that I don't think That those people really understand and get I remember when I was sitting sitting in The, the crowd at GDC When um, Phil Spencer talked about Doing these kind of crass, uh, crass These cross platform Cross platform things um, And Everyone in the room was super excited Because they got it They said you know what if there's anything, and mind you, Xbox One has continuously still been behind in a lot of either in, in sales and in mindshare, right? So it's like knowing that that was going to be a thing, he made the case for this kind of technology to happen of like, we're going to make this broad as much as it possibly can. This is like this is like in development terms, this is like the Unity version of thinking about game uh, uh, game kind of yeah. publishing, right? It's like everyone gets it. This is only going to be good for the platform and it's going to make people want to buy Xbox One games because it's like I'll be able to buy it on a PC. I'll be able to play it and cross play it and do all this other cool stuff. And I don't understand why people are so upset. Go ahead, see.
2: So, all right, there's there's a phrase that Reef used that is is central to this argument is console exclusive. The game is still a console exclusive. You have you have never been competing if you are one of those people wherever you are and your fucking dunce cap on <laughs> who who is upset at the fact that a console game is also available on a different platform that is not a console, understand? It's not a fucking console. I mean that's and that's always how it's been. Halo is a console exclusive but available on PC. Titanfall is a console exclusive but available on PC. There's so many of those games. The reason that the Sony games are not available on PC, those Sony exclusive games, is because Sony doesn't have a fucking operating system, but Microsoft does. And it shouldn't come to us as a surprise to you that Microsoft if they spend money on a game to publish it, they want to put it out on their platforms. One, two, I want to I just kind of put this whole console war in quotes to bed. Like, I just want to put it to bed for a second and just say that in a vacuum, if you look at the Xbox One in a vacuum, It is the greatest selling console that Microsoft has ever had. So the fact that it's behind, you know, PlayStation, that's fine. But this is the greatest generation in terms of purchasing video game home entertainment consoles we have ever had in the history of video game consoles. So, you know, I mean... Give it up. Give it a give it a rest. Stop being candy Rudy Pooh candy asses. It's so ridiculous. Please. It's so dumb. Yeah. We're adults. Yeah, and
5: and I, I think this ties a little bit into the story we had last week about, you know, if gaming companies can just do gaming, you because know, we were talking right. about how Nintendo was diversifying. Right. Like if you right. want these big multi conglomerate companies to be your gaming companies This is what's going to happen, right? Microsoft wants to push Windows 10. Like, a lot of people are not upgrading. They're staying with 7. Like, they never went to 8. And every time you see this, this is not advertised as quantum break for Windows. It's like quantum break for Windows 10. (laughs) Like, this is sort of like how they tried to sell Vista with, with, like, Halo 2 even though that was crap on Vista, and Vista was crap in general. (laughs) But um, this is the same model. Like, Microsoft, like, if this is what the gaming industry is, we have to accept that these things are going to happen, and it doesn't hurt the Xbox One version at all. I did read a couple of comments on some forums where, like, they said, well, if it comes day and date, the PC version will look so much better and I'll feel bad about my Xbox One version. And I'm like, oh sure, if you have, like, the $700 graphics card that so they recommend freak. in the, like, it's just dumb. But here's, the crazy, here's <laughs> the crazy thing, though, right? Is, like,
1: it's so console worrisome. And that's probably not the best word for it. But it's, like, if you have both. It's just fucking dumb. Well, well, hold, on. we'll hit hold on. Hold on. Because if you have both platforms, if you have Xbox One and you have a PC. Right. Most people who are gaming and care about the game as far as fidelity and all those other things, you're always going to get everything right. on your PC anyway. PC. anyway. So yeah. so you complaining that you you bought this system that you're not getting any burn for, you did that when you bought a PC. Yep. You did right. that when you, you bought a gaming PC. Right. You knew yeah. that going in. That to yourself. So why make mm-hmm. that the the sticking point? For for you to try to kind of poo poo on the fact that they're making a bit bu- a good business decision.
2: The the other thing to kind of piggyback on what you were saying about you know uh, Phil Spencer at GDC is the whole one of the main selling points of Windows 10 as an operating system was its integration with the Xbox gaming platform, right. and and how seamless that was. So now, how can you tell me? How can you laud? phil spencer for bringing the ecosystem in but then get upset because people are in are in the ecosystem that's like you getting a big fat juicy burger and then being mad because the chef made somebody else the same fucking burger you? right can't you enjoy the fucking and burger make your burger seem less special cicero I mean, yeah, because there's two fucking yes, burgers now. You don't have the only Listen, burger. I enjoy my McRibs. <laughs> oh my I'm not mad because you got a McRib. We got McRibs together. Yay. More McRibs.
1: <laughs> I don't know if anyone has ever uttered more, yay, more McRibs, <laughs> oh, McRibs. <laughs> and, and, and more. meant it
2: on it on the internet on the 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 internet internet.
1: (laughs) Um, so I I mean I guess well here's I guess the last kind of if anyone has any other last bits of pieces of stuff for this no
5: nope just that I'm happy because I don't have an Xbox one so (laughs) So I'm happy that I get to play I do have an Xbox
2: one I do have an Xbox one and probably by the time Quantum Break releases I'll also have a gaming PC and I'm not sure which one I'll get it for But I won't be upset about it.
1: I mean, my thing is I'm less worried at the fact that it's going to PC and I'm more worried at the fact that they changed the format of the game that they were trying to do because they dropped their whole entertainment uh, segment of Microsoft that they were trying to loop in with that game. Yeah, That's the thing that I was really excited about.
2: Uh, Well, I don't know how much of that. And this is, you know, we're going to get into the weeds, but I don't know how much of that entertainment arm was going to be involved with. This specific No it was supposed to It was I supposed
1: think, to be like Directly correlating to it Because it was going to be like really? Yeah it was going to yeah. have the TV show yeah, It was like a TV was gonna, game Well they, like they well,
2: like, But that's still included In the no, game No, No
1: they pulled it That's They yeah, did? Yeah that's no longer That's no longer oh, like the thing Oh
2: that's Aww. yep that's the thing
5: that's Aww. the reason I was super excited oh, for now
2: it. I'm gonna cancel my pre-order <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, I'm gonna say that you canceled it because you're mad about it not being on on, on Xbox right
1: oh my god right. yeah I, I mean right. I guess to tie it up in a bow is this is another version of gamers be tripping and also oh, ga- oh my and, and also you know people are a little bit privileged in wanting to wanting everything the way they <laughs> want it. Ooh. And it's unnecessary. We need we need people is it, to stop is,
2: it. Is there a, is there a gaming version of white privilege? Maybe. There might mm. be. There might be. We somebody. Uh, you know. We need some black academics. <laughs> uh, check that out. Check that out, y'all. <laughs> um, the uh, the other thing that I will say really quickly is that what I'm really disappointed about is there is a bundle now for Quantum Break, for the Xbox right. One. It's a uh, Quantum Break, Alan Wake. Limited edition console, but it's 500 gigs for 349. That's weird. Why? Why are you still selling? Why are you still promoting special edition half terabyte uh, consoles, Microsoft? I mean, it
1: makes it why? easy when everybody's buying this stuff on PC, so you don't have to worry about using the <laughs> podcast. <part laughs> <trust. laughs>
5: yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the and, real reason. And that's weird since the game, at least for PC, the game is 55 gigabytes.
2: Holy so you're shit. selling it on so over ten percent of your hard drive,
5: and that's not even like the usable of that five hundred is probably like four hundred or right. upper three hundred. So you're taking like right. a big chunk of that on this one game. It's right. gonna quantum break right. your hard drive. That's what's gonna wind up doing.
1: So, so we're we're gonna get up out of here.
2: Um, this is, again was it, but what before we get out of here. Yeah. Uh, while you're on the internet. Um, and you're surfing the YouTubes and you're doing all that other stuff, make sure you go to Sharif Jackson's Gaming Looks Good because there is a new Gaming Looks Good video out there. This
5: right, is Sharif? true. Um, I dropped a new video. Um, I'm trying to get a good uh, sense of the frequency that I'm going to drop these. Um, I think monthly might work the best. Um, but if you didn't know, Game looks Gaming Looks Good is my series on diversity in gaming. Um, So I take one game, I look at it from, like, race, gender, and sexuality, and this time I looked at Xenoblade Chronicle X um, for the Wii U. Um, Really great game, and surprisingly, especially for a Japanese RPG, um, pretty good on the representation front in terms of the depiction of, like, women, in terms of the characters of, like, color that are in the game, um, and in terms of the music that they use, actually, um, in the game. So um, if you go to gameletsgood.com, short little 13-minute video, I have, like, clips in there I narrate. Um, so you could definitely check it out there and check out my other videos um, there as well on various games from Battlefield to Zelda um, to Mortal Kombat um, to Life is Strange. So check it out.
1: Nice. Uh, see, hit every fo- Everybody. Hit every folk. Hit
4: everyone <laughs> every with your
2: hands. Hit, right. <laughs> Lift every voice every and folk. sing, and give everyone right. the social media business. <laughs> social media business, social media business is as follows. You want to follow our show on Twitter. You want to go to uh, at spawn on me. If you want to follow our great captain, he is at Kajakins, and uh, Shreve Jackson is at Shreve Jackson on all social media platforms. Me, the fumbler, bumbler, drunk, stumbler of words. Is at stubby stan. Uh, also, before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our sponsor this week, Comic Bento. Save yourself an extra five bucks off of your first month by entering the promo code Spawn S P A W N at the time of checkout and get yourself some dope comics. Eat them up. Eat your literacy, kids. <laughs> um, if you if you uh want to check us out on facebook go to facebook.com slash spawn on me check us out there check out the show uh on our website spawnon.me and when you're downloading it and you're telling all your friends about it make sure you go to itunes and soundcloud or not soundcloud and npr1 and um and all the great places that you can find find uh find our podcast because we're damn near everywhere Um, you know check us out rate us review us subscribe tell your friends let them know that we're getting real close to 100 y'all and uh, you know we're going to try and do some really special things so uh, check us out there and uh, do all that great shit because we're
1: awesome word 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 and word Um, next week uh, I will be talking about my time at Epic Games Uh, I'll finally be able to talk about Paragon um, in, in more depth because I will no longer be under an NDA so check out for that um, we're going to be doing uh, a question of the week kind of deal we're going to go back to that format and hopefully we'll be putting that into the yeah. show so check out uh, us on anchor.fm um, that's a cool new platform where you can basically ask a question and send out a, a message and other people can re- reply directly to it so we want to do our question of the day and if it's real dope and people uh, participate we'll put it in the show um and also uh there was other one thing oh we're gonna have jessica condit from engadget on the next show so that's gonna be super awesome she's a great writer and i love her work so check out for that and let us know what you think about the show we had a, a couple of cool um uh, reviews and also some feedback on our last show uh, and we want to keep that going so we want to make sure that we continue to do that so yep this is episode 97 of the Spawn of Me podcast for me, Reef, and C. we will say peace hey.